everyone, Chris here. Uh, the audio quality that you're going to hear tonight is a little bit degraded. We had some technical difficulties and we had to resort to using the VOD. So sound quality that you're used to hearing is not going to be there, but nonetheless, uh, we had a really great time with our guest game tracks. Definitely go check them out and I hope you enjoy the show. So, <laughs> so game tracks, I, I've, I've known you, I've been subbed to you for like a month, a month and a half, I guess you could say. Why don't, why don't you give us the, the quick introduction? Okay, I'll, I'll give you guys the, the very quick scripted introduction. So my name is Game Tracks. I love video game music, classic and retro video games. And um, that's pretty much how I base my whole channel. It's off of playing a bunch of retro games, usually from like... I want to say from like the 90s to like the early 2000s are typically the games I like to play. And the reason I kind of separate it from, you know, retro and classic, because retro I consider to be like 20 years and older for the most part. And then classics would be stuff that's like, you know, early 2000s and so on and so forth. But um, yeah, those those are the games I love to play. I love Sonic games. Those are some of my favorites. Like my whole channel is kind of geared around the whole Sonic look. But yeah, I mean, that's the quick description right there. <laughs> right on. What's funny Since... is I just stumbled across Game Tracks one day. I think I was, it was back, Chris, you remember when I was streaming on Mega Visions? I streamed, was it my playthrough of Sonic 3? I think it was. I was playing Sonic 1, 2, and 3. You were and... playing Sonic 3 after you were raging at Doomsday Zone. Uh, <laughs> 2. 2 was pissing me off. We've but... all been there. And I think I just Googled, I just happened to come across Game Tracks one day. And I raided him, and then Chris was like, I think we were doing a Megavision stream once. I was like, we're going to go raid Game Tracks. And Chris is like, who's that? And then <laughs> that's it just, it's like the fates aligned for us to meet up. So, yeah. No, yeah. I remember um, when you guys raided me a couple of times. You guys used to raid me a lot. And, you know, I found out about you guys' magazine, um, the Megavisions magazine. And I was yeah. just like, you were like, hey, I'll send you one. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and when I got it, I was so ridiculously impressed. <laughs> I was like, this magazine is amazing. It's a good-ass so, magazine. Dude, wow, it's, it's freaking incredible. It's, it really is. It's super incredible. And I didn't even know until recently that that was kind of loosely based off of like a, um, what is it, Sega Visions um, yes. magazine? Yeah, mm -hmm. the Sega Visions yep. magazine, because I've never heard of that. But I found out through just like watching random YouTube channels and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, snap. So that's kind of like, it's like a spinoff of that, like a continuation. Mm -hmm. but yeah. Yeah. Ever since then, you know, I found out how much you guys love Sonic and, you know, Sega in general. And I was like, all right, yeah, we have to be friends now. That's just how it's going to go. <laughs> a little bit about that. Um, <laughs> I, we introduced, by we, I, I do take a lot of the credit, but Megavisions is a, has a hand in there, too. Uh, Corey was a Nintendo kid growing up. He was not the, uh, the, the Sega fanboy until just recently. We well, went to... I, didn't, I didn't have a Sega until sixth grade, and I'm 32. So, I mean, I get to, do I get to tell that story again? Anyway, we'll, we'll go into that when we go into weeks <laughs> and introductions. We have something that we, we got. 
we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, the first thing we're going to go over is the PS5 showcase, which I was Hell not yes. ready for this at all. Hell yes. So, bro, this this fucking guy. No, get that shit out of here. That shit was whack. There's one thing. There's one thing in the Nintendo Direct. Uh, this this showcase was so on point, so fucking fire. They they opened up with the hottest fires of Final Fantasy 16, bro. That was what the is, thing. Was like, like, go ahead. Like we heard rumors that we were getting another Final Fantasy, but we were just, but like me and my circle at the very least, we were just like, it'll it'll be like, yay, hey, an acknowledgement, a nod of the head, so to say. I was not expecting what. Final Fantasy 16's trailer. I was, was not presented. expecting I didn't... blood in a child's face. No, there was gore in the game. <laughs> blood. There was gore in my Final Fantasy. I haven't seen blood in a Final Fantasy since Final Fantasy 7 when Sephiroth went through Shinra headquarters and massacred like <laughs> all these soldiers, all these scientists and shit like that. Haven't yep. seen shit like that. And that was that was just that was just JPEG shit. Like this was this was like like uh what is Very it? Very throne style. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, decapitated Jesus. a motherfucker. Yeah, no, that I mean, they didn't even give you a chance to breathe with, no. with Sony's presentation. They were just like, hey, we're starting out with the best of the best right now. Like we're not warming up to anything. I, I was insanely impressed. And I'm not even a huge Final Fantasy buff like that. And I was excited for the Final Fantasy fans. <laughs> well, so when that trailer started, I was like, man, that really looks like the vanilla warrior of light for Final Fantasy 14. And then uh, I was like, they said uh, Shiva. And then Chris was like, well, lots of games have Shiva in it. And I was like, fair enough. And then I saw <laughs> what's funny is it was the Chocobos where me and Chris were both like, yo, it's Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what got me. As soon as I saw the chocobos, I'm like, oh, it's Final Fantasy. It's Final and Fantasy, at up. first, I thought that it was like an expansion on Final Fantasy 14 because it's been a year, I think, since um, what is it, Shadow Lord? Shadowbringers. What's the new uh, the new Final Fantasy? Shadowbringers that had come out. Shadowbringers. There you go. Yeah. Um, like it's been about a year. It's about that time, I guess you can say. Uh, so when I saw that art style, I'm just like, oh, this this has to be an extension of Final Fantasy 14. Mm-hmm. And Corey was just like, no way. Nope. Nope. No way. Nope. There's nope. too nope. much going on. There's way too much going on. Yeah. Um, and then boom, Final Fantasy 16. That that Ifrit looks insane. That Ifrit looks like I thought it was Bahamut at first. Mm-hmm. Because I so <laughs> this is gonna show my age. Uh, I remember uh, the green gargoyle-looking Ifrit from Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. <laughs> and every game since Final Fantasy VII, they have made Ifrit look better and better. Like, I'm really partial to the Final Fantasy X Ifrit, but this Ifrit is ridiculous. Like, so, he looks undead almost. But the like... thing is, like, you're watching it, and you're like, you see that one guard get murked, and this kid that they're like, not romanticizing, but this kid that they're like, this is like the prince just gets plastered with blood and then come to find out apparently summons aren't just summons anymore they're manifested from what it looks like in the trailer it looks like they're manifested within people so they call they call the the holders of the summons icons 
Like we're 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 searching for Shiva's icon for Ifrit's icon. So uh, there's there's obviously going to be like a select chosen few um, people, whether or not you have to go out and kill them, because I get the feeling like they're going out and hunting every single person that attacked uh, this young man's village or his manor or whatever. Because like from what it looks like, the main one of the two main protagonists, it looks like there's two of them. One of the main protagonists, he's supposed to be like the uh, the the shield of i think his name was like jacob or some shit like that but like the shield of this little boy he's like his retainer and shit like that um he he was just like i'm i will kill you i will hunt you down and i will take out every single person that did this shit to us it it looks dark it's gritty uh it's, it's, it's everything that i've been looking for a low it looks more low fantasy than than high fantasy to be to be honest well we we needed more because like i think final fantasy 15 kind of like a, there's a lot of tech and machinery and uh i think this one is going back more to the medieval fantasy mm-hmm. wasn't that kind of how final fantasy 12 was yes did it kind of have that look to it yeah and that's what i was saying something when we did our watch party this final fantasy reminds me a lot of final fantasy 12 in in theme and aesthetic they're going for a little bit more of an old school style you know what i mean they're going they're going for that low fantasy or they're going for that that more hardcore rpg aesthetic in my opinion that's the way that i would describe it at least right i mean it's definitely popular right now (laughs) so i mean with all the souls games they kind of have that aesthetic to it so it's definitely final fantasy has been hitting it out of the park too especially with uh, final fantasy 4 uh, Shadowbringers was some of the best storytelling of like the most recent uh, uh, Final Fantasies, and I've never played fifteen, but Chris has played fifteen, and he said that fifteen's yeah. pretty good as well. And... Fifteen, 15's okay. Fifteen, uh, there's it's hit and miss with fifteen, um, but I just think that between you know lessons learned in fifteen, what they brought out when making Final Fantasy seven remake, everything that they've done with. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers, and now it all, all the experience and the team culminating to working on Final Fantasy XVI. I am very excited for this. Um, Hogwarts Legacy, yeah. uh, that looked that looked quite good, like surprisingly good. That I, we've been hearing about a, a <clears throat> Harry Potter game in the works for I want to say about two three years now, um, probably since halfway through the. Uh, the life cycle of the PS4, we've been expecting something to come out and expecting something to come out. And then like that stupid uh, mobile game came out that was kind of like Pokemon <laughs> Go and we were just like, oh, clowning on it and shit. And oh, yeah, we, we talked real bad about that. <laughs> yeah, we didn't expect oh, something to this level. I thought that this is supposed to be like an MMO, like it's to the same level as an MMO. Uh, I was not expecting... Um, what they showed off and apparently yeah, it's it, not apparently it's supposed to be like your own path like to be a fucking wizard and right it's all and it like, seemed very odd budget too like yeah they're, they're pouring a lot into this you can just tell well, i mean heck is, i got chills watching it <laughs> yeah the thing is uh so apparently it's early early it's like late 1800s hogwarts so this is taking place before everything that happened with harry potter and all that and I think even before, but the thing is, they don't show like iconic characters at all. 
So that's what we were thinking that this could be somewhat of an MM, an MMO. According to be. my buddies that have been following this, this is supposed to be a standalone RPG. Uh, like dude. this is supposed to be a standalone action RPG. Um again, like you said, it has nothing to do with the the Harry Potter characters because this takes place 100 years before that event. It maybe maybe uh Voldemort might have a role in it much later. Um I don't I don't know. They it seems to be like that's vague enough for them to do whatever they want with it. Uh, without committing to an actual storyline, which is why I feel like it's very MMO-like because it's all world building. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's going to have like creative character features and stuff like that, since they didn't show any, you know, any of the main characters of the, from the movies. Yeah, I think so. I th I think that. Uh... Shit, lost my train of thought. Yeah, <laughs> that's all good. That's fine. That's fine. Brain fart. Um, after Call of Duty or after Hogwarts, uh, I like this. I don't know about y'all. Um, I'm not a big first person shooter fan. I'm not into, uh, the Call of Duty stuff, but I do like, um, alternative history or I do like, uh, something like the Tom Clancy storylines. So everything that we've been seeing in Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, as far as the campaign is concerned, um very very interested in that i've been following like the the black ops storyline since the first one after doing like a playthrough of the first two uh i'm very excited for that shit what about you guys uh i mean it looks really cool uh i've always liked call of duty i'm not a big call of duty fan i'm not a first person shooter i just can't do it my brain doesn't mm -hmm. work how it's supposed to work with those things <laughs> Uh, but I do remember the Call of Duties that I did play that had really good narratives. I did enjoy, and this seems like it's going to have a really right. Yeah, same here. I'm I'm in the same boat with you. I've I haven't been a Call of Duty fan since Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. Um, wow. After that, yeah, yeah, it's it's been a very long time since I've played a Call of Duty game because I'm one of those I'm I'm that rare breed that plays it for the campaign. You know, I don't exactly. really. I don't play it for multiplayer at all. And the fact that they're putting so much emphasis on the story elements of the game is definitely pulling me back in a little bit, just yeah. a little bit. Because, um, I mean, you know, they just came out with Warzone. Of course, that's 100% multiplayer driven. And the fact that they're focusing on the story once again, it really does. It, it's interesting. It truly is. And of course, you know, with it being, you know, Call of Duty is going to have the latest technology. Uh, graphics wise in it so it's gorgeous it's a beautiful looking game so definitely something you can showcase your and you know it's going to probably run at 60 fps so that's another thing that can showcase your next gen system at least okay. at least because i mean if the series x is supposed to be uh looking at 120 i mean it's it's just going to be that much more impressive exactly um, i'm i'm a big fan of cold war i love the cold war so um, you and the ruskies yeah man like anything with russians as bad guys i'm there i am there for that shit what what i was looking into what i really thought was cool uh death loop um oh, i yeah. love the concept of death loop i like the overall aesthetic i like the aesthetic yeah it looks dope i i like that they're going for a more like 1960s 1970s uh style of uh of like you said aesthetic um 
but even just like the concept of this one dude that's trying to kill his eight targets um and then like when he fails he's constantly getting thrown back into the loop thrown back and he has to try something different all the time but then you get that one fucking asshole that <laughs> comes out of nowhere and it's like nah bitch i'm gonna kill you regardless i'm gonna kill you i'm always going to be the the wife factor here yeah like you don't you don't know you don't know when i'm coming for you so Exactly. I, I like I like the idea of Death Loop. I've talked about it before in the past, especially when we were looking at um uh what was it? When uh, back I want to say back in like 2017. That's the first time that I heard about Death Loop during uh E3 2017. No, um, I, that wouldn't have been me. I didn't know you back then. No, 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 no. no. That was with, <laughs> that was with Vetted Games before Vetted Games got yeah. off the ground. Like that was that was a minute ago. Uh I like Deathloop, uh, but more importantly than that, I'm excited for this Demon Souls. I I don't know how much of a Soulsborne fan you are, uh, GT, but bro, Demon I'm not, Souls. I, I've never played a Souls game. Oh, yeah, I've never played. We're gonna played get a Souls you game. in them, <laughs> bro. You, you I, have, I have three. I have Dark Souls three. That's the only one I have right now. But I have not played a single one. But I've watched tons of people play them. Yeah, so okay. I know three, what they're about. Three is the entry level. That's the one. That's I why I got it. Three <laughs> is exactly by far it. the easiest game. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly um, why I got it. Uh, Demon Souls. Demon Souls was like the first, the the unfinished. I'd like to say, because that game is rough. Like, yeah. I I want to say like even on a casual level. Um, you you screw up in the beginning and you have to restart. At least from like the way that I felt because there are certain enemies that are elemental based. Like you need a certain item to mm. deal to in order to kill it. Uh, and when there's only one white sticky substance in the second level that makes, that gives you like the flaming sword. And then you have to fight against the, the fire weak, the, the weak to fire spider and then you die, and then there's nothing else, and you're only doing four damage to the motherfucking thing. I'm just like, no, this, this oh, God. is a bunch of fucking bullshit. But I am excited for this remake. It is absolutely fucking gorgeous. Uh, the, Demon the Souls is the one I never played. I have played yeah. uh, Dark Souls. I started with Dark Souls three. Actually, technically, I started with Dark Souls two, but I stopped playing that really quickly after I started. And mm -hmm. uh, then I picked up Dark Souls three, got really hardcore into it. Then I got really hardcore into Bloodborne, and then I went back into Dark Souls 1, and I've never played Demon Souls. No. Demon Souls is the shit. Yeah, I, I love the style of Demon Souls. Demon Souls and Dark Souls are very, very similar in setting. Definitely. Um, with the way that the, the stages in the world is, is set up. Demon Souls is more of like a hub world, whereas everything is connected to Dark Souls. But even even beyond that, that like just I feel like Demon Souls and Dark Souls, uh, setting and aesthetic wise, is very much more similar compared to the other games. I I, I can gush about that all day. <laughs> yeah, it I was. mean the one like even though I haven't <clears throat> played any of the games, um, I know um, Demon Souls struggled graphics wise. Yes. Like it was one of those games that it, it came out on the PS3, correct? Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah. PS3 was already hard to program for to begin with, and the game struggled. It was it was over ambitious, and PS3 was not ready for it. And I feel like with the the Demon Souls that they're you know remaking for PS5, 
they are proving themselves on a whole nother level. Because when I I did a watch party for the PS5 conference as well, and the way I saw it on my um, stream, it was running at 30 FPS. I had no idea that that trailer was actually running at 60 FPS and the game was running at a flat-out 60 FPS. And when I saw that version, I was like, my jaw dropped. Because I've never seen a game so detailed and beautiful running so smooth it was just it was mind-boggling it, it gave me that true sense of next gen you know i that blew my mind i've said it to chris multiple times i am not the one that's going to be buying a console just because the console was running. but i would tell you right now after seeing this and then if a bloodborne 2 was to get announced i would Ooh. in a heartbeat drop any amount of money that i needed to get the ps5 and bloodborne 2 yeah this is this is Miyazaki's victory lap because with all the hardship that uh, Demon Souls had, even even after, because like if you've ever followed the story of how Demon Souls development took place, Miyazaki just started making this game and then presented it to his bosses and was like, "Yo, are we doing this or not?" Nah? And when when they gave him the green light, they suffered so many developmental problems, and then it bombed at uh, retail. Like it bombed at retail, uh, it bombed in U.S. markets. But then in the U.S., like there was a small cult following of people like actually playing Demon Souls, and they were just like, "Yo, this shit is awesome. This is sick. When are we getting more?" And they kept on sending mail to to from the software. It was like, "Yo, when are we getting more? When are we getting more of this shit?" So it, it's this is. This is a testament to Miyazaki's fucking franchise. This is absolutely amazing. I'm super excited for this. Going back to what GameTrack said, there's a comparison screenshot of, I think it's the first demon that you, like the big demon that's supposed to kill you in the game. Mm-hmm. And there's a side-by-side comparison. I'm like, oh, that PS3 looks like shit. Like that's, it's I know <laughs> it's the best we it had at the so time. Insane. It's so mm-hmm. bad. I won't even say it's the best we had at the time because we had PC. Right. So like, it was real bad, but I am very happy with what they've done with it. And uh, if I, whenever I do eventually, because I know I'll eventually get a PS5, I'll be playing this on the PS. Yeah, I mean, Blue Point, Blue Point does incredible work. I mean, they hit it out of the park with Shadow, Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was an absolutely incredible remaster. I mean, that was one of the first games that really kind of showed people what a remaster should be. It shouldn't just be, you know, I'm not gonna say any names of companies here but <laughs> oh you can you know, totally so <laughs> it, it, it rhymes with a a blendo <laughs> <laughs> oh okay oh okay <laughs> but no they they didn't just hd you know they didn't just make it hd they rebuilt the game and obviously that's what they're doing with demon souls and it's it's people are losing it for it like they really are and the fact okay I don't know if this is true or not, but it, is it coming out on PC as well? No. We well, no. Okay. we have a news article. We're gonna go more into it, but long story short, uh, no, it will not be coming out on PC as of right now. As of right now, yeah, right. It could be later down the road. We'll go more sure. into that when. Gotcha. Which, gotcha. judging based off of Sony's uh, track record lately, it's very much possible. Very possible, especially uh, with the exclusive that have been exclusives that have been dropping on pc right i've just been reading off the games that i've been excited for 
So I, if you guys want to jump in I mean, and say Spider-Man. something different, Spider-Man yeah, Spider-Man's my next Spider-Man. one. Yeah. Spider-Man's my last one for the PS5, and Spider-Man looks absolutely fucking fantastic. It's stunning. It looks great. It's yeah. stunning. It, it truly. I haven't played. I mean, I don't have a PS4, so I haven't <laughs> played. Um, you know, the Spider-Man game for PS4. I almost bought a PS4 again for it mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. it looked so fun. But now, um, you know, with the PS5 coming out, apparently they're going to have a, you know, the original game with the um, Miles Morales version. They're going to have like an ultimate version or something like that. Yeah, which is pretty it has, yeah, it has a bunch of extra stuff and all that. So if you exactly. ever do get your, P- if you, when you get your PS5, you'll be able to play the first one as well. So there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I can't wait. I can't wait. And I just love, like, I mean, here's one thing. All right. So, I mean, my name is Game Tracks. I love video game music. So just, you know, FYI. Right. One thing I loved about the the trailer itself is the fact that the music was so freaking dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It matched perfectly to how, like, Miles Morales' personality is. Like, I'm not a comic book buff, but I love the movie, uh, you know, Into the Spider-Verse. Right. But, um, man, I just love how the music was, like, pumping at different parts of the fight i mean it just keeps you engaged and it just makes you feel like an actual superhero like it's just it's great it really is man i miss that kind of stuff in games like interactive music dynamic music mm-hmm. is incredible in video games and that's especially one of the things for the playstation like that. 5 that they're going exactly to yeah i don't know the one thing have... that makes me feel good is there's a lot of people that are just like holy shit it feels so good to be represented now there's a lot of african-americans and also the hispanic uh uh, people as well they're just like this is so awesome to see this finally yeah like representation in game. they a lot of people and i didn't realize it so much as a young as as i was when i was younger but now i start realizing i'm like representation matters so much and it's just really cool to see that i mean because and miles is also too cool too just as like he sets himself apart from the other spider-man exactly so. yeah yeah, that's that's incredible. Something to resonate with. I mean, everyone needs that, especially Definitely. now. <laughs> God, dude, man, it's but yeah, it, it just looks incredible. There's uh, so, and you can just see all the new technology in the game. Like it's just, oh, it looks so great. You guys ready for more Fortnite? <laughs> that's on there. Fortnite's <laughs> on everything, man. <laughs> oh God, I am the yeah, probably one of the biggest that. non-Fortnite fans in the world. <laughs> Yeah, you're well. You're amongst friends then, so yay. We got other ones. Uh, the other ones that we could hit on just really quickly would be, I mean, Resident Evil Eight was in there. As I well. feel, I feel like they didn't show anything new with Resident Evil Eight. Like their their big reveal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like the stuff was weird. I was like, what is what is this? It's like that another was, game. <laughs> odd. I mean, it, like it looks like they were trying to like show off a little bit more of like the lore. I'm chalking uh, it up necessarily... to European fairy tales, like gothic fairy tales. Well, yeah, like it's that. it's it's very much like Eastern European setting, which I love because that's where you know my family is from. Uh, but I mean, it wasn't anything special. Like they they didn't show anything new. Uh, the, I mean, we didn't the... get gameplay or anything like that. We, we didn't get gameplay. Crazy. It, what, yeah. Right. I, I kept yelling until dawn two in our watch party. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking dumb. Dude, those games are so that game's bad, but I love it. I love it's it's kind of how Illbleed is, where people are like, "What the hell is this game?" But like, Illbleed is more like I would take Illbleed over fucking Until Dawn. Oh, I well. hate that game so much. 
we got we, we got our new uh, we got our new trade trade guy the what are you buying guy oh yeah 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 he's like, yeah they oh, showed yeah. him at the very end yeah so that's pretty cool uh other things that we can hit on they showed a little bit they had like a montage of like the ratchet and clank stuff and oh the playstation plus that's supposed to be uh, the upgrade to playstation plus that is actually pretty exciting um their answer to game pass yeah definitely. kind of what it seems like you know they have a few third parties mixed in there and you know they have all of their heavy hitting exclusive games which is fantastic being able to have those right out the gate i mean that's one thing that's so great about being a gamer now is that you'll have a collection the minute you buy the console yeah and all you have to do is buy a subscription you don't have to worry about you know <clears throat> having certain games release at launch you know, you can just play stuff on there already. My only thing is I'm wondering if these are going to be enhanced at all. Or if they're just so. going to be or if they're just going to be straight up PlayStation 4 ports. I mean, I, I could that, see them I could see them scaled for PS4 Pro. Yeah. Right. And then nothing more. Like just max settings since it's on the PlayStation 5 and then you know, there you go. Like a, there's there, like there's your PS4 scale. game that we promised. Right, you'll get 4K upscaling, maybe, maybe 8K. I don't know, but I don't think they'd go as far as to if the game didn't run at a native 60 frames per second, they probably won't take it that route or anything. No. So, yeah, and, just I mean, having the game is still pretty dope. We got our little tease of uh, God of War 2, new God of <laughs> War game, God of War Ragnarok. I, I mean, it, it was again. expected, yeah, yeah, it was, it was expected, just not this soon. I, I mean, wasn't. We we also it was just a screen too, so they could just like throw that screen together real quick, and they it could be like, hey, this is coming out, uh, you know, Q four of twenty twenty one or something like that. Right. Yeah, I'm not seeing I'm not seeing that come out very anytime. Oh no, it's definitely going to be next holiday, especially since they didn't show any actual gameplay. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it's still coming out in twenty twenty one blows my mind a little because God of War the reboot wasn't. It's not that old, right? It came out what, like three years ago? Maybe I don't even think three two years. years ago. Yeah, maybe two or three. at most two years ago, because that's right. when I was still doing vetted games and like we were we were recording for vetted games uh, when that shit was going on. So that was 2018. Yeah, that sounds Man. right because I bought it right when it came out, and I think it was towards the end of 2018 because mm -hmm. I was still in the apartment before we bought this house. Yeah, be God of War. And then I sold my PlayStation shortly after <laughs> because I, I couldn't. I was like, I don't think there's anything else I want to play. I hit the pinnacle. Get rid of this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is what I bought this system for. It Get really was. And then Spider Man came out, and I was like, dang. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've told Chris this too. I've told this story many times on this podcast. I've never bought a system without a game that I wanted. Like I didn't. I bought right. a Wii U because I wanted Monster Hunter Try Ultimate. I bought a PlayStation 4 because I got it cheap and I wanted to play Bloodborne. So that's going to be my biggest thing is like there has to be something that comes out on the PlayStation 5 that's going to hook me that won't be coming out on PC because like even Final Fantasy 16 said also coming to PC and I'm like, well, all right, whatever. I need to get my 3080, <laughs> which we'll go into later. But mm -hmm. it's, uh, I don't know, we'll see. And I mean, the final thing we saw too was the price point. So we finally got a price uh xbox slapped their uh their dick on the table first and then <laughs> sony was following right after them so yep it's Big 500 extremely interesting how this how these consoles are going to launch together it really is because one thing about 
the PlayStation 5 is the consoles are the same. And they're the same console. The only difference is the optical drive. That's it. Um, but with the Xbox, you have two different systems that can play the same games. One of them just doesn't play them, you know, with the max fidelity, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's it's really interesting how that's gonna work. It's like I don't even I don't even know. We've never had anything like this like if, <laughs> in, in console history, I feel. I know Chris and I would want the disk drive one, but we have to agree that the digital version looks better. I'm about the digital version, to be totally honest. I'm digital, not a collector. Yeah. yeah. And I'm used to PC life. I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love being able to just switch games. I don't want to get up, go to my collection, get a disc, open it, pop it in the system. Who is this guy? It's, it's Where'd so you get this guy? Oh, no. I don't know who this guy is. Like, get seriously, we're pathetic. <laughs> but I'm, just, I'm so used to just opening up the system and just playing the different games right there and then. Mm-hmm. And I love that. The only thing... You know, I'm hoping because they haven't announced it like uh, Microsoft did as they have their external, you know, hard drives mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm wondering if they're going to, or, you know, SD drives or whatever. I wonder if they're going to do the same thing with Sony where you can just kind of attach their own branded hard drives to the system and add more space. Or do you have to go third party or, or how it's going to work? You know, I, I, I was in have the a same weird amount of space on it. I was in the same boat as you for a while. I was just like, digital, let me get all that. And then once I started hanging out with like Chris and then got in with Mega Visions, <laughs> I was just like, and I would say maybe physical isn't so much. I still want physical games now, but I just don't want to lose that, man. I don't want the world to go to digital. And then one day someone just flips the switch and be like, you don't get games no more. And like, right. you can't play them because our subscription service is done. And like, I mean, if, if some people think about it too, they're like, I'm going to pay $120 a year play the you know i don't know maybe it's like ten dollars fifteen dollars a month for you know game pass or playstation plus and some people don't like a lot of people say that's a value but the other people are like i'd rather just have the game like i just want right. the game but yeah, yeah I, I think there'll always be a space for both parties there'll always be a digital space there'll always be a physical space digital is for the convenience um casual gamers that's what these subscription services are geared toward is just casual gamers because you might not complete a game but at least you have like you know, 50 other games you can choose between. The only thing that sucks is it's just like music services. Once you get comfortable and get your playlist set up and everything, and then you have to cancel the service for some reason, it's just like, oh crap, now I have to go and buy these games. Google Play is going (laughs) Mm -hmm. away now. I know. I'm so salty because I'm one of the few that have Google Play and I've had it forever. I've had it forever and I'm just now starting to migrate to Spotify. I even wrote a review. I, I got so pissed. I wrote a review and I was like, you know what, Google, seriously, I love Google Play. Why are you doing this? No one likes YouTube music. If you change this, I'm switching to Spotify. We, Straight up. We've talked about it before, how Google has, if you ever look up the Google graveyard, there's a lot of projects that Google has killed ever since early 2000s. It's ridiculous, man. They just don't care. Well, the reason I had it was because of, uh, of YouTube Red. You got game. You got uh, Google Play for free if you got YouTube Red, and I was like, "Oh, that's like five dollars for each of those services." So yeah, it's right up my alley. And mm-hmm. now I'm just like you. I'm having to go into Spotify and rebuild my playlist. So it's, it's crazy. It's super frustrating because YouTube Music sucks balls. YouTube Music <laughs> is only good for like those artists that do remixes that aren't on Spotify. Yeah, but mm-hmm. other than that, no, I'm gonna go to Spotify. Yeah, not same. Yeah, Google was the minute Google Play stops working on my phone, then 
Spotify oh. is. Yep. Come count some guys. Game tracks is anti Google. <laughs> you hear it, hear it here first. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not a fan, man. Not a fan. Uh, do we have anything else we want to talk about with the showcase? Not with the PlayStation showcase. I mean, I thought it was amazing. Like, it was. I don't want to sit there and say like uh, this is a plus, but it's pretty fucking close. I, like, I one thing I I have to say is the fact that they just have gameplay after gameplay after gameplay. I love that consistency. Let's talk more games. Keep that running. <laughs> well, they did like, all their talking in the console description with the fake audience oh, and all that yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was rough. That was cringeworthy. That was like, rough. I felt bad for them. <laughs> well, the, I, the guy was the guy that was was super smart, and everything he was explaining was correct. And I felt so bad for him because this was not the medium he medium he needed to be in. Yeah, no. no. Cerny Cerny's a smart motherfucker, and he's an STI graduate, if you will. Um, but that that was bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, the information that he was giving was like really, really good. If you knew what the fuck he was talking about, because this was like some big brain <laughs> development speech. This was for like the tech tubers, man, like Digital Foundry and all that. Everyone else just sitting there like, what the fuck are you saying? Even me and Chris were like, yeah. I've lost. Sure. <laughs> like I'm I was halfway lost. following and then like because I had to watch the, the press conference like three times. And then like every every five minutes, I'm like, okay, he said a new term. Let me look this up now. <laughs> Okay, got it. Right. Yeah, so it was, it was it terrible. Was, it was like was being crazy. in class. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> that motherfucker took me to school. <laughs> Drawing on your notebook. So. Uh, mm-hmm. This next thing, though, the next one we're going to talk about, which is the Nintendo Direct Mini. Uh, I wasn't Hunter ready. Rise. I wasn't I was ready for there. this. That's the only one. Monster Hunter Rise. Everything else is trash. Well, yeah. I think Ori was cool. I think it's cool they released Ori on the Switch. We've just had so many announcements for Ori that we're kind of like blasé with Ori now. But that <laughs> that uh, that addition with I am eight uh, bit that looked great. That looked yeah. really cool. If I was an Ori fan, I'd be very happy about that. But no, Chris knows how I feel like monster. I mean, I'm upset, not upset, but I'm I'm sad and also happy with how Monster Hunter World is ending. It's basically ending. Uh, come October first, the final up, the final free update is uh, releasing, and there won't be any more free title updates. Like uh, the game will keep being like it's still alive, but this is great. This is a mixture of uh, of old Monster Hunter and new Monster Hunter, and I think so, it's like generations and world put together. Yes, and I, what I what I want to bring up too is we're going back because in Monster Hunter Portable Try. Uh, that was the one where we got the Japanese village. Uh, it was called mm-hmm. Yukimo Village. And uh, I love that we're going back to kind of that. We're going back to more of like a ninja village than we are. We're going to Konoha from Naruto. That's what we're going to. Like, that's what it's going to be. That fucking grappling hook, dude. The grapple, the, the grapple. I think it's like the wedge beetle or something like that is what it's called. Yeah, you grapple the fucking air. You <laughs> grapple the air. You can ninja run on the wall. Like, this shit is fucking dope. And I'm seeing tons of Japanese influence, like Japanese and Chinese influence with like the uh the crane bird. Uh we have the Kappa, the Tetranodon. That's based off of a Kappa. Like we've got and not a Twitch Kappa, like actual 
Japanese Kappas. So, <laughs> but no, I <laughs> am Kappa in the game. Oh God! It looks like there's like some weird because we did all the monsters were new, but there was a Toby Kadachi in there from Monster Hunter World, and uh, I don't know something going on with a rampage. Who cares? We have dogs that we can ride now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so now it's gonna be doggos versus the uh, palicos is what it's gonna be, but. No, uh, I unfortunately have not did not get my collector's edition yet, and I think it might be sold out already. Oh, uh, you got to face them scalpers on the eBay. <laughs> Me and them scalpers this week, man. Let me tell you what. But, no, it's going to be... I think this is going to be really... Like, a lot of people, like the purists for Monster Hunter World, are going to be like, this looks like crap compared to Monster Hunter World. Monster Hunter World is a beautiful game. It is mm -hmm. absolutely beautiful. I run it on a PlayStation 4 Pro, and I run it on PC, and it looks great. Uh, it's you can't go into this game thinking the graphics are going to be the same with a Switch. You just can't. It's a Switch. Yeah, Switch is like two generations behind graphics wise. But it is <laughs> going to be nice that a Monster Hunter game where everybody's going to be playing it. Like we don't have it the we don't have the franchise split with generations and world. Now we're gonna have everybody back, and it's on a portable as well. Yep, portable is what saves Monster Hunter. Like because it's great. Uh. I notoriously don't like Monster Hunter stories, so it looks cool, but probably I'm not going to play it. Yeah, no, I've never played a Monster Hunter game, but I know people that have, have played the crap out of it, that become very addicted to it. <laughs> so I'm actually more likely to play this one than I am Monster Hunter World. I've tried to get into Monster Hunter World a few times. Um, That's because but... this is a legit RPG. Yeah. That's what this I, is. But the thing is, is that I played Monster Hunter for Ultimate when it came out on uh, 3DS. And I also played Generations. So I think now that I can, like, take this shit with me and it's my actual sit down and bullshit time, uh, I could see myself playing Monster Hunter Rise more oh, than I could okay. see myself playing Monster Hunter World. I thought you were talking about Monster Hunter Stories, too. I thought that's one. That one's the more RPG one. Oh, I don't give a fuck about this. <laughs> <laughs> it looks good. It looks like it kind of gives me the sense of like the Pokemon Sun and Moon, how those were kind of yeah, like... Give me the anime. Give me the anime. Uh, there is an anime, so you can go and watch it. So I'm going to go watch that. There's then... an anime. There's a manga. There's all that. So Right on. And then there was nothing else in the direct. So <laughs> Nothing else. I don't... I don't remember anything else. Like There might have been like something that they talked about in like... Their little five-second indie bullshit. Oh, I don't give a fuck. That's what I was going to say is Nintendo is uh, not milking, but they are utilizing how the Switch is very, like, workout-friendly. So, oh, yeah. With the, ring, with the ring fit and then this, this boxing thing. Uh, you can pick your waifu if you like your waifus, and then you can box <laughs> with them. That's about it. So... It looks like DDR for your hands is what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to fight Floyd Mayweather. Give me that option. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Needs to be a secret character or like Bro. Mike Tyson. You know? Mike Terribly Tyson. rendered. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like the, what was it that we went over? Was it last or last time we did a podcast? It was the, uh, what game was using like PS2 graphics? Oh, fuck. It was a bad I don't even remember. It was a f no, the new Madden. It was the new Madden. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the new Madden looks like it's using PS2 graphic assets. Hell oh, yeah. Yeah, it looks real bad. It was uh I don't know why people play buy those new sports games. After playing NFL Blitz, 
and NBA the show on Dreamcast. Like we we hit the <laughs> pinnacle back in two thousand. Like it's all been downhill since then. That's oh, all man, it is. It's, it's just it's boring. Like at least to me, like Madden's been the same Madden since like two thousand what four? Yeah, three. We need weird sports games like NFL Street. I remember that on PlayStation Two and GameCube. That game was great. You could like wall run. You could jump up off the wall and like run around people. Like, dude, those games were so much fun. I miss the arcade style um, sports games. NBA games Street was my jam, man. NBA mm-hmm. Street was really. The fun. problem is they just kept coming out with them too quickly. Yep. Like I felt like there was a new NBA Street every year. Like two was the the best, the pinnacle, and then yep. no one played three. Yep. I forgot that three came out because it came out the very <laughs> next year. I didn't even know that there was a three until just now. Are you <laughs> see what I mean? Oh, they just they, they they were like, oh, this game sells. Let's make another one. Let's yeah. make it like Madden. Let's keep making one every year, and people will buy it every year with a new roster. That's not how it yeah. works. The only other thing I was gonna say is uh, a new Disgaea is coming out. Which, if I had the time to play Disgaea games. I would totally play. I don't. I don't have the time to put into this. And they're like one of the selling. Yeah, of one of hours. the one of the selling points is like now the damage goes into the, to the quadrillions, and I'm just like, that's a word. All right, <laughs> <laughs> that's a number. Yeah, apparently quadrillions. I don't oh, know. Man. I had a buddy. Uh, it's my buddy that uh, lives out in Irvine now. That I think it was Disgaea. I think it might have been the first one that came out on PlayStation Three. He put so many hours into Disgaea and I'm just like how many hours you got into this he's like well so I got to get this one character up to this level and then I got to reincarnate him like seven times and I'm just like what he's like well reincarnating is like taking your current character but like knocking their de- level down to one but they still have like a lot of the stats and stuff they have and I was like I'm done man I'm good yeah this is what i don't understand like this is not a multiplayer game and you're prestiging your rpg characters (laughs) your single player rpg characters in a game that you've already fucking beat i understand that there's like extra shit that you can do there's like super challenge end game modes and shit i don't give a fuck what it is (laughs) i'm just just saying like i i am not a man that can dedicate that kind of time to that there's too many RPGs, too many fighting games, too many like. It's like what the hell are you trying to prove? You're still like, playing Xenoblade Chronicles, so. bro. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Every week that's your update. You're like, I'm still playing Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> I haven't talked to you about my grind in months, <laughs> but lie. yes, I am still playing that. After you, sir. Uh, game tracks. We're gonna play twenty questions. You ready for this shit? Sure, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So I know that you did your 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 short opening about yourself. Now now I want you to take the time to like fill in the details. Tell me a bit about yourself. Who is right. Game Tracks? Ooh. All right. So um started streaming about three years ago. Um I started streaming with a laptop, no camera. This was not a gaming laptop at all. I was Hell yeah. sitting on the couch one day. A friend from Instagram because okay, I'll even go back further than that. So, game tracks was just an idea. Like, I never, I, what I originally wanted to do was start a YouTube channel about um, reviewing video game music. That's what I wanted to do because no one else did it. And I'm like, man, I could do like retro video games, I could even do modern, maybe anything like that. And I talked to my best friend about it. And um, 
we were trying to come up with a name for the channel. And we just came through a bunch of names and he was like, dude, you should go go with game tracks. And I was like, game tracks just it's so easy to remember and it just sticks to you. So I was like, all right, fine, I'll do that. So I started a YouTube channel and I made these really quick episodes. You know, I have like um episodes like Streets of Rage 2, I did one on where I talk about the composer and you know what kind of influence the music had on that time period and how it still affects people today and stuff like that. And then um once I finished like my first season, I can't remember how many episodes I did. I think I may have done like maybe six or seven episodes, but after that, I stopped <laughs> because it's extremely time consuming. Yeah. And uh, it just it took a lot of work that I just didn't have time to um put in. I mean, learning how to edit on a higher level and work with different software, you know, all this different stuff, you know, buying all these new products. It just took a lot of work. So I just stopped. I completely stopped. I felt bad because there are people that actually did enjoy it. I mean, it never blew up, but people loved it, but I just didn't want to continue it. So, but I had a nice Instagram following and there were people on there. And one of my good friends, you know, who I still talk to now, she would do um, video game covers. Like she would sing video game covers and stuff like that. And she was like, you should try Twitch. You should give Twitch a shot. Try it out. See if you like it. I think you have the personality for it. So I was like, all right, you know what? Sure. So I tried Twitch <laughs> with freaking emulators. <laughs> that was all I had. Um, you know, and then I had like Sonic games on Steam. So I started out playing those because, of course, Sonic's my favorite. And then I was like, you know what? Sonic Mania comes out real soon. Because this was I started streaming around the time Sonic Mania came out. And when Sonic Mania came out, I streamed it. And... That's when I went affiliate, and that's when I finally started getting like a following. And I was like, you know what? I like this Twitch thing, and here we are, <laughs> three years down the road, we're still doing it. But um, yeah, I gotta yeah, give no, you props, I, man. I gotta give you props because you are like, I was, I, I started streaming probably not long after you did. I've been streaming for maybe about two years, but you are on top of like schedule or on a schedule. That's the biggest thing. If any time that you're not streaming, it it's hurting you. Like if you take right. a day off that it's a lot of people don't see it. Like everyone's like, Oh, you're just playing video games for like eight hours a day. That's awesome. Like, yeah, I can't take a day off. Like the big like <laughs> partner streamers, the day you take a day off is you've lost a hundred subscribers. Mm -hmm. And I yeah, know we're not at that level, but I got to give you props to like stick into a schedule and streaming like nonstop. Right. I mean, something my best friend always told me, he was like, do something where time and space doesn't exist. And whenever I stream, it does not feel like work. It is fun through and through. I love it. I always make sure I play games I like to play, um, games I have fun with. The community is great. You know, the people that, you know, um, they, I mean, the people that come in make it. I mean, they really do. The people that come in and chat along with us, it's always a blast, you know, having that. And that's one thing that's kept me streaming for as long as I have because of the following. I mean, there's just so many awesome people I've met through twitch and it's weird because it's from a digital space some of these people i'll never see their face ever it's weird but, right yeah it's weird but they're like some of them i feel like they're like my best friend man like there's people I'll, I'll probably never meet in person from like another country somewhere and they're amazing and um you know sticking to a schedule is is super important too but me personally i don't think streaming every day is ideal mainly because you kind of want people to not get tired of you i guess from my aspect because if you stream too much it's it's gonna get to a point where you're not doing much new, but if you leave for a couple of days and then come back, it's like, oh snap, game tracks is back or yeah. so and so is back. But you also don't want to get burned out. Yeah, that too. You don't want to get burned out. Take breaks when you need to. That's super important because 
it is very like there are some days where you just aren't feeling it, you know, and and you got to listen to your mind on that. And people always, you know, beat themselves up about it, but your community will understand as long as you're transparent about it and let them know, then they'll they'll be okay with it. They'll be like, hey man, get you some rest, do whatever you need to do, and come back when you're ready. Simple as that. But um, but yeah, no. So that's that's the thing. And my my channel has gone through so many different like small revisions. Like I've made little changes here and there. It's always been subtle stuff. Some of it's been big. Um, you know, the way I, you know, just handle everything has been different. I feel like this year has been the year where I've taken it the most seriously. Uh, and I, I won't lie. It's a lot of it has to do with COVID, you know, it's like, yeah. you can't, you can't really go anywhere and you can't really go hang out with your real life friends. So you know, that's when I really started to embrace Twitch a little bit more. It's like, you know what? Instead of just always streaming, let me go hang out with other streamers too and, um, you know, see how that goes. And and that's one thing I started doing more this year than I have since I started streaming is hanging out with other streamers too and, and learning about them. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, but anyway, kinda, yeah, that's... You, you kind of answered our first two questions. So. Yeah, you... Right. you know, I kind of went on a ramble there. I was like, wait, you're all good. This is the five-hour one. I'm telling you right now, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> We've been trying to get to a five-hour one. We have not been trying to get to a five-hour one. No. Oh, no. sorry. That's my own personal goal. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so growing up, I can recall my first moment in get, like getting into gaming is when my half-sister brought home a Sega Genesis with a copy of Sonic the Hedgehog. Nice. What was your it moment that kind oh, of ripped you in? Okay, so I, I'm, I'm going to cheat here. I have two it moments. Okay, <laughs> so fine. my first it moment was my brother got the uh, Nintendo that was bundled with Super Mario Brothers 3. And it was his. <laughs> it was not mine. It was definitely his. And my brother is five years older than me. So I was definitely, you know, pretty young. And when I saw him playing characters on the screen and stuff, I was immediately like oh my god this is awesome i want to play this but he was that kind of person where he was like i'm not gonna let you play this that much because i don't want you to break no. it or tear it exactly. up no fuck whatever you. don't touch I it was with a your kid. Dorito fingers <laughs> exactly yeah i was like i want to say i was maybe like nine or ten years old when super mario brothers 3 came out so yeah i was pretty young and he wasn't really having it so i didn't get to you know play as much as i wanted to but that all changed i want to say a couple of years later when my parents bought me the Sega Genesis Model 2 bundled with Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And that it was, was it. It was over. That, that was it. It was over. I was in love. Sonic just... What made Sonic resonate so much with me is because he was freaking cool. And the music was so good. Oh, well, Their marketing techniques worked on you. So. Oh, God. They totally <laughs> did. They totally did. I mean, seriously, <laughs> Sega did what Nintendo at the time or didn't. But no, I, that's that's when it all spoke to me. And then even when I played another game that I can remember very vividly was playing Streets of Rage 2 for the first time. Because I played Streets of Rage 2 before Streets of Rage 1. And um, when I played that game, I couldn't believe my ears. Like, I literally couldn't believe it. I would go as far as to take, like, a portable tape recorder and record the music off the TV. Wow, <laughs> Just so I the music hear man, dang. Anywhere. Yeah, I was all about the video game music, man. And Streets of Rage 2 had a soundtrack that just wouldn't quit. I mean, even listening to it now, it's just incredible, man. That's it's what so Mega Man good. X did for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mega Man X has an incredible soundtrack. Yeah, it does. Absolutely yeah. mind-boggling. 
but yeah, that's that's one thing that that well, those are two games that did it for me: Mario Brothers three and Sonic the Hedgehog two. The rest is history. Hell yeah. I don't think there's ever been a day where I haven't done something gaming related, whether it be playing games, the news, anything along those lines. Streaming it, I mean, it's it's been a big part of my life. <laughs> clearly, that's so. you're amongst friends, definitely. <laughs> oh yeah, no doubt. So, do you have like? any pre-ritual or any rituals like pre-streaming rituals that you do uh, before hmm. jumping on you know what's funny i don't have very many pre-stream rituals um i always dance to like my music <laughs> because my that. intro <laughs> I, I put a lot of work into finding a really good song to go with my my twitch intros and i always wanted something to um you know, make people hype, make people feel good. It just, it has to have that feel good, you know, vibe to it. And I don't want to ever get tired of hearing it. And if I don't get tired of hearing it, nine times out of 10, the community won't get tired of hearing it. So that's one thing is I'm always like kind of, you know, dancing to my music, you know, getting hyped and, and getting that, getting all those good vibes flowing through me and whatnot. Yep. But, um, that's about it. That's all I do. I don't really do anything special. Like I, there are some days where, I don't even talk until I start streaming <laughs> and that's not a good idea. You kind of want to warm up your vocals and stuff like that. Cause like one thing I always do in my stream is whenever I get a host or something, you know, I'll always do my whole, like, you know, so-and-so with the host. And I'm just like, Oh God, my voice is cracking. I need to make sure that I, you know, drink tons of water and stuff like that. Again. <laughs> I know, right? Pretty much. Jeez. But yeah, no, I just, I just jump on, man. It's, it's gotten to a point now where, it's just so natural feeling that it's like me just going and talking to a bunch of friends all of a sudden, you know? Yeah, that's how it should be. Right. What uh what equipment are you currently running right now? Like how do you get that camera so crystal clear? Oh man. Dude, I'm I'm gonna tell y'all some secrets here. So my it's equipment trade secrets. Yeah, my equipment <laughs> is not very expensive, man. I am extremely practical when it comes to my equipment. Like my mic I've used this mic for probably about four years now, the Samsung Meteor mic. Um, wow. It's just standard. Yeah, it's just a standard USB mic. There's nothing special about it. But the thing is, I'm very big into background settings. Um, there's a channel I follow on YouTube, and I've sung its phrases multiple times, is um, Gaming Careers on YouTube is an hey. incredible... <laughs> yeah, it's an incredible source of information, and that's how I fine-tuned so much of my stuff um when it comes to the camera i just use a standard logitech c920 um which you know is is, is probably the most popular streaming camera there is yeah. most people use it it's all a matter of how you um fix the settings you know you, you mess with the settings try to make it right and um that's 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 the most important part and another cool thing i want to point out because no one's pointed it out yet is this blurry background business mm -hmm. this is thanks to nvidia um, NVIDIA released their new um, their new streaming desktop app, and it's freaking awesome. It is amazing. Okay. Like, yeah, if you have a um, a 20 series card, then you can download it for free right now. It's in beta, and that's how my background is blurred like this. It looks like a high-quality camera, but this is all AI technology back here. This is not a fancy camera with depth of field effects or anything. And uh, sorry, they even have listeners, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah it's amazing man and then they also have stuff for your microphone that i haven't messed with yet but apparently it's supposed to like 
clear out background noise, like any kind of background noise I'm or running, anything. Like yeah, that. I'm running the RTX audio, and it's yeah, uh, I haven't tried that yet. I'm, I'm gonna mess around it with takes it. Some tweaking. It takes a lot of tweaking. Apparently, out of all, I've got it, and then I showed a bunch of my friends, including Chris, and it just didn't work that well for them. But it's right. been working yeah, well for me. Yeah, OBS has a bunch of built-in settings um, that I that I fine-tuned for myself, which is, you know, while my mic sounds pretty decent, I think, um, because of the settings I've used in OBS, I've gone through and, you know, tinkered around with them over and over again. So, yeah, it's it's just a matter of messing with those background settings, man. I'm not into buying, you know, the most expensive equipment ever until, like, I can afford to do it with right. the hobby that I do. <laughs> Simple as that. I'm not going to you know, jump the gun and like buy all this really, really expensive stuff. And then I can't, you know, get an audience to enjoy it with. What was the name of that app again for the, uh, the video? Oh, NVIDIA. Um, let me see. I have it. I don't remember the exact name. NVIDIA broadcast. Yeah. NVIDIA broadcast has lots of cool bell bells and whistles for 20 series cards. So let me ask I was you actually really excited about that. <laughs> with that. Do you stream through that or is it just something extra that then you can still use OBS to stream? I can still use OBS. Um, what it does is, you know how you can um, have your your camera as the Logitech C920. Now it'll be the NVIDIA broadcast, okay. and it basically will show this instead. So yeah, it's it's actually really easy to use. I was very impressed. Like the, the strength I have from my blur is the lowest setting, but you can change that. They even have a mode where you can have a green screen background. Where you can put anything that. you want. Back. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, it's all on the Nvidia um, press conference when they were showing off the thirty. Yeah, yeah. I was really excited about that. It's not great though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and and put that out there. It's not great. If you are like this most of the time in your stream and you're not really moving a lot, but the minute you start moving your hands, dance into your music, artifacts and shit. It looks really bad. Like it, it's in beta though. It's still a work in progress. I'm sure they're trying to get as much AI information as they can to make it 100% right. And then before you know it, um, grand schemes are going to be obsolete. Yep. So what's funny is you yeah. brought up gaming careers. Everyone you and Chris can attest to this. I, in my group of friends, especially in mega visions, I'm like the guy that they talk to like, Hey, I want to start streaming. What do I need to do? I'm like, you should go check out gaming careers. That's exactly. <laughs> exactly. I found him when I first started streaming too. And everyone was like, how do you know how to do this? I'm like, it's a lot of trial and error. I will tell you that right now. It is a, yep. it's, there's not a, what works for you game tracks might not work for me or Chris. There is exactly, there's not a cookie cutter way to just be like, put all this in. You can like, cause I tried, I watched Maximilian dude on YouTube and mm -hmm. uh, he had a video about uh, X split. I was like, cool, I'm gonna try X split. And I just did all the settings that he did and it didn't work for me. It just, mm -hmm. it, it's not like you, shit. It looked like crap and you just yep. have to tweak around with it. And, uh, but no, that's interesting. I'm going to check out that app that you said. Uh, I think so too. So I have the NVIDIA RTX uh, voice app. But I don't mm -hmm. have a 20 series card. I think there was a way you could get around it. So, oh. uh, yeah. So I'm going to definitely check that out because I would like yeah. just having that blur. Like I have cool stuff behind me, but mm -hmm. having that blurred background to focus more on you makes it look so much perfect. It looks so crisp. Like I was, I was, I was I, like when I was messing around with it, I couldn't stop smiling. I'm like, man, this looks like when people have thousand dollar cameras, you know, doing their, their setup and I'm sitting over here using a $50 camera. Oh, and another thing I want to point out, I, I wanted to make sure I said this because everybody talks about lighting and how important it is. And it's super duper important. 
but my lighting is so makeshift it's not even funny so all right i'm gonna tell you how my lighting is set up i have this ten dollar light like fluorescent light that's right behind my camera here that i bought at fries electronics 10 bucks it's not a ring light it's just one little standard light and it does the job it gets the job done the other light that i use for the side of my face is my second monitor whenever i'm streaming <laughs> I make sure I have my Twitch up on Microsoft Word, son. <laughs> that's what I have for them right now. <laughs> Dude, that's why I have Twitch on light mode. Twitch is on light mode because I have my chat on the screen, but it's on light mode so it can be completely white. But oh. if I like take that out, then it won't have the lighting as good. But I don't have to buy a second light. <laughs> you are like the DIY guru of this shit, man. That is Dude, great. I'm the MacGyver Hell of freaking yeah. Twitch streaming. Like, I will make something out of nothing here. Oh, this Hell is But yeah. yeah. This is awesome. Yep. You so, don't have to have all that expensive equipment, man. Uh, so you and your followers have built a very impressive and active community. Uh, was that a natural progression or did you have any help with that? Um, so it's, there's a few answers for that. So it was mostly natural. Like it's, it's, it still just humbles me till this day that there are people that were in like my very first week of streaming that hung out with me at the very start. They're still here. And it's just, it, it trips me out. Cause it's like, man, these people have been hanging out with me for three years now. You know, they may not be in every stream, but they come through, you know, and show love. It's just like, man, we love what you do, blah, 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 you know, or talk it up, whatever. And that trips me out, man. It's always been a natural progression. Um, you know, I didn't really start, you know, because I don't, there are streamers that I follow right now that aren't like big time streamers, not even partners that have no idea I stream. Because when I go to other people's stream, it's not about me. You know, it's about mm -hmm. them. And I want to get to know them, hang out with them. And if somehow, some way they find out I stream, whether I like raid them out of nowhere, because <laughs> that happens where I just raid them and they're just like, oh, snap, Game Tracks, I didn't know you streamed. And I'm like, well, yeah, I love your stream. That's why I'm bringing my stream to you, you know? But um, yeah, it was very natural. But once I started, like, I don't want to call it networking because it's not that. Like networking, in my opinion, is just knowing more people. This Here's is my business card. making more yeah exactly that's what it is this is making friends like i'm making friends with all these people and um you know some of them are big streamers some of them are small streamers there's streamers i hang out with that get like two viewers but i love hanging out with them because they're cool then there's other people that get like you know two to three hundred in their stream and i like talking to them because they're just cool people so I, one thing i've always said as a streamer is i would rather take the the long natural road than trying to push it super duper hard um and it and to the point where it felt like stress was too much stress was involved you get what i'm saying I like i don't want it to ever yeah yeah i don't want it to ever feel like i am working too hard as a streamer because that's i never planned on doing this as a career this is a this is my fun time moment here <laughs> like it really is this is what i do to relax have fun and meet like-minded individuals so natural progression to me is the best the best type Right on. I assume that the console collective is a major part of that too. Yeah, the console council. So what's crazy about go. that is I just got that team, um, became a member of that team this year. Um, actually, what's even crazier is I've joined two teams this year. There's one team that's, they're not an official Twitch team yet, but I'm much more active with them. And they're the mischief managers. Um, I love those guys. Stream. I've seen that on your Yeah. Team. 
I, I love the mischief managers because I, when I first started streaming, I was a part of a team, but once again, this was a non-official team, and it was all about that follow for follow lifestyle. But of course, I didn't really know about any of that. But there was a bunch of people that would just follow you and never actually hang out in your stream. They just wanted your numbers to look high and so on and so forth. Had a lot of toxic people in there, so I made sure to get out of that as soon as I could. But mischief managers, I talked to them a lot before I even joined the team because I was like, you know, I want to make sure that you guys have a pretty decent culture you know i don't want to go in here and have the whole follow for follow stuff and they're like oh we're not about that at all and the, the, what made it even easier to decide is because one of the people that was a part of the team was someone i met at pax um i went to pax um east was it pax east i think it was pax east last last year it was pax east the one in boston um yeah. and i met them there and they were awesome like they were no 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 no. i take that back sorry pax south that was this year. I met them this year, people from the Mischief Managers. And um, once I found out they were developing a team and they asked me to be a part of it, I joined. But then um, shortly after, the console council reached out to me. And it was another retro streamer that was super duper popular, partnered streamer. And he had been watching my stream. And I didn't even know. <laughs> like, he's like, dude, I've been watching your stream for weeks. I've just been lurking and checking you out. And we think you're great. And I was like, dude, that is super humbling. <laughs> so. That's how it happened. And um, as far as communities, like if I say like console council versus mischief managers, I definitely get more people from mischief managers that hang out than the console council because console council is humongous. Like there are hundreds of people that are team members of the console council, but uh, mischief managers are still relatively small. But I like it because I know all of them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you it's know, community, so. it's yeah, more exactly. personal. Exactly. Much more personal. So yeah, that's that. I hope that answers the question. <laughs> oh yeah, right yeah. on. Um, I know that we've touched on it a little bit, but I still want to get like the definitive answer out there. I've seen a, and experienced a lot of the natural life cycle of a streamer, where they'll stream for a few months and maybe even a year, and then they'll just burn out. A lot right. of new streamers get discouraged by things like low view counts, uh, chat interactions, et cetera, et cetera. What worked for you? Like, do you think that a lot of it just comes from your natural charisma or was there like certain quality of life checks that you made sure that all of your streams had? So I've learned a lot as a streamer. <laughs> like I really have. I did not start off this way. Um, one thing I always give credit to is my retail background. Um, I worked retail for like 15 years, <laughs> you know, retail management. GameStop was like my very first job. So I'm used to talking to people and building rapport. And um, that's one thing I've always taken with me as a streamer is being able to talk even when there aren't very many people around. And one really valuable lesson I've learned with Twitch is I would not pay attention to your view count. Don't pay attention to your view count. Like I, I think you should pay attention to that after the stream is over. You can look at all your analytics and whatnot. But during the stream, you want everything to be as natural as humanly possible, you know, because you may have 50 people watching your stream, but only a few people talking in chat, you know, but mm -hmm. depending on how you handle crowds, you might get very nervous from knowing you have that many people. You might get to a point where you're starting to try too hard. Um, you may just get nervous, you know, and nervous energy can turn into a lot of different things. But um, I would say like, 
you know, I don't pay attention to, to, to views anymore. It used to be something I always paid attention to until I found it affecting my emotions. Like whenever I would see a sharp drop in view count, I'd wonder why I'm like, why is everyone leaving all of a sudden? You know, it's kind of like if you're if you're hosting a party and you're watching all these people walk out the door, it, it'll make you feel like crap, <laughs> like you're doing yeah, something wrong. You're right. There's I, been many I times where I've ended that. a stream and I'm just like, nobody's watching. Like, right. Am I even yeah, it'll break games? your heart. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, like at the very beginning of my streaming career, I just talk to myself. And what I would do is I would just talk myself through the game. Like I would just talk about what I'm doing in the game because... I thought very hard about what I want to watch in a stream. If I go into a stream and this person is not talking at all before I even say anything, I'm going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> within yeah. The first or they're just sitting minute, there, so. like not saying. Yeah. They're anything. just sitting there playing it. But if I go into a game and there's somebody in there with like, you know, five people watching, nobody talking, but they're having the time of their lives, then guess what? I'm going to talk to them. I'm yeah. going to find mm-hmm. a way to, to engage. And if they engage with me, then we're going to talk. You know, and that's the one thing I always take um, precedence on is making sure that people are talked to. It's it's very, very important to me. There yeah. are times where I will pause the game and I will take 20 minutes, 30 minutes, however long it takes to try and catch up on chat. And you funny thing is, people, beginning. yeah, at the very beginning, I, I, I make sure I talk to everybody. And <laughs> there are times where, um, you know, people will get annoyed with it. They'll be like, are you going to play the game? And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I My like to <laughs> You know, I make it a point. <laughs> no, that's I, a good thing. That's a good thing to have. Yeah. I've taken some of that to heart. Um, I remember, so I actually um, took a hiatus about nine months from streaming uh, just because I have a very demanding job and there was a lot of things that are going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember, like, I was just focusing on RPGs. And over time, I started building... Um, somewhat of a following i had about like five or six regulars coming in all the time but there was one game we were streaming legend of dragoon that's when Corey and i were pretty much racing to see who would beat the game 100 at the time <laughs> no, no no you lost that's just no what it is. i had it's so rough. many problems no it's I don't emulator care. broke it's and all that shit no, anyway. i'm the king i'm the king anyway you thrown your ass uh you ain't gonna do shit uh so anyway, um, there was just one night where I randomly got like 30 fucking people watching me and I froze. Like mm-hmm. I fucking froze. Like I, I went from like talking shit and just bullshitting to like, oh no. I forgot uh, my combos. And it, <laughs> and it exactly you just drop combos and you get punished. And so like you'd have like a fluctuation. Uh it was like two or three nights because like Legend of Dragoon has like a, a niche following where the numbers would go up and down but like nobody's saying anything and i'm nervous because i think that all these eyes are on me and i think about like two or three weeks ago you had said hey man just turn off the view count and talk to your you didn't say this it was a combination between uh what you told me to like turn off your view count and then i think back to what uh wooly from castle soupy b said just talk to your dick dude just sometimes you just gotta talk to your dick (laughs) you didn't tell me this (laughs) oh yeah 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 and so, like, I took those two things to heart, and then while I, I still don't even look at my view count, like, I, I don't look back after, uh, I only did it once, and that was when Jason Sype raided me with, like, 30 fucking people. That was, like, last week. That I was, was last week. And I'm just like, uh, off. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I've we, recently was, started as, turning as long on. As long as Jason and H2O and Corey and Scotty come in, because they're they're my regulars. Um, I'm good. Like I don't I don't give a shit. And like I'll have other people like jump in and we'll just start bullshitting. Uh mm-hmm. and that that shit's great too. It's uh, great. I mean it's it's awesome. Like even that one night where it was just you and I GT when we were playing Sonic Advance 2. Oh, that was so much. That fun. stream was uh, so, so fucking infuriating. Oh, I was there. I wasn't saying anything, but I was you, there. That game, I jumped out of my chair. I could have given you a virtual high five, man. <laughs> Seriously, if you saw me on camera, and that's what it's about, man. Like mm-hmm. you gotta really take you take it and and look at it like this. You know, some people don't like the fact that they get like five viewers or six viewers. Think about that in a real life scope. If there's five or six people in your room watching you play a game, that's something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's wow. really something. I've never thought I mean, of it that um, way. Like, yeah. even even this past uh, Wednesday, I didn't get a chance to stream all that much because, um, one, I'm in my busy season as you the marathon. Know, but, like, we had the marathon. We did a 24-hour fucking marathon. Right. Uh, but Wednesday, I, str- I continue to stream. I'm still doing my Sonic the Hedgehog tier list. And... Mm-hmm. I'm trying to finish Sonic Adventure. And me and this dude, Red Jaguar, who is a regular on the Megavision stream, we just got to a point where I got frustrated with Knuckles and the conversation went to the Game Wave. And the Game Wave <laughs> is this console right no, in the back don't over bring there. It. <laughs> bro, bro, the motherfucking Game Wave. We went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm like talking shit about the Game Wave. It was amazing. I, was I need with to you when you bought it. We need to. I need to download that VOD and just make a fucking video, just talking about everything that we were bullshitting with the game wave. And it's two hundred dollars, son. Oh my god! Did <laughs> you spend like forty on it or something? I spent thirty bucks on Jeez. that in six games, bro. They're selling it's the only six games? games on the system. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is Veggie Tales. Veggie Tales, oh, no, bro. Veggie Tales Mario Party. Hmm. I'd rather play Sonic Shuffle. 10 subscribers, I'll do a playthrough. Let's go. Oh my god. That won't go through your frame, Meister. (laughs) Yeah, it will. Oh my god. But no, just like those moments where you're just bullshitting and and talking, and it just everything goes off the rails. We didn't give a fuck about Knuckles at that point. I'll finish the shit later. That's the <laughs> mental block that I get because I'll be like, it happened. Uh, I think it was happened last week where I was just like, yep, let's get in this. I'm going to play. I'm going to play uh, Fall Guys. I've been real. I really, really like Fall Guys. And I got in there and I was just like, man, like I was just having a bad night. And I was just like, man. And I think there's a mental block where I'm just like, nobody's watching. Might as well just get out of here and all that. And it's just like, nah, man, just just stream it. Like you're going to play the game anyway. Just hit the record yeah. button. Like, hit mm-hmm. that record button and then just play it. Don't sit. My biggest thing is I'll sit there and be like, I'm going to watch YouTube videos. And then four hours later, I'm like, shit, I was going to stream tonight. <laughs> like, I'm not, I don't want to. Like, I got work to do. And it's. Oh, man. I just try to get into mentality because I, I follow a lot of uh, a lot of analytical people. Like, between analytical YouTubers and also a lot of, like, uh, fighting game uh streamers who yeah. also do youtube as well and everything kind of like turns into a talk show and i'm just like trying to follow the talk show script that's getting written out in my head even though like i feel like i'm talking to nobody right but it seems to be working to a certain extent like i get people that come in 
and we we bullshit. It's just some nights you just got to talk to your dick. Yep. And the thing is, man, you have to take into consideration there are literally millions of streamers now. Like yeah. Millions of them. Twitch is like the most important platform to streaming, especially with the demise of Mixer. I mean, this is where it's at, man. There are so many, and especially with the pandemic happening, so many people are trying to stream. There are people that I've known in real life since I was like a kid that are trying to stream and they reach out to me when they find out I'm streaming. I'm like, dude, I haven't talked to you since we were like in grade school. Go to like, gaming careers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I do. Bro. I'm telling you, every person, there's been people that'll hit me up in Discord and they're just like, how do you get your settings so good? I'm like, gaming careers. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm Who are you? Do this. Like, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. You know, it takes a lot of time, you know? And when you become like, I, I think that's the, the, the key word here, y'all, is, is passion. If you're passionate about what you do, then you'll love it every day you do it. You know, of course, everyone has their days where they don't really feel like doing something. But there are some days where I'll just, you know, I even tweeted it recently. I was like, there was one day I didn't feel like streaming. It was the day I was playing. Um, I don't know if you guys were there, but I was playing Ridge Racer. Yep, I was <laughs> there for that. I, and honestly, I played that because I didn't want to play something that required a lot of thought because I just wasn't in that frame of mind. Right. And um, ended up playing Ridge Racer and people were still there. And we were having a blast and just having, you know, the funnest conversations and then we ended up playing Tekken afterwards. Some of those streams are like the best streams. Like I can recall a Dreamcast stream. <laughs> you play Tekken, you didn't call me. <laughs> I played Tekken for like 20 minutes, dude. I played through arcade mode and I was done. Bro. <laughs> you no, hit me up next time we get that parsec in and i'm gonna whip yeah, that ass when you start using probably will too dude i'm so not you've seen me play mark of the wolves and games like that i'm, I'm not that okay, great but in your defense <laughs> the, the ai and mark of the wolves it's like art of fighting too it's fucking dude, dumb it's insane it is ridiculously insane there they go you'll catch these hands in mark of the wolves too let's go baby let's go guys <laughs> chris is dude. very so competitive when it comes to fighting games i see that last time i played bro you should have seen me at the fucking marathon playing pet Pen triathlon and <laughs> try isolate, yeah. Try whatever. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, just just watch me watch the way that I react or interact with Brett and Graham. I was coming for that booty. He's That's very, all I gotta say. He's very competitive. <laughs> anyway, oh, besides yeah. besides watching Mega Visions and Scrubverse, who are some of your favorite streamers right now? Oh man, favorite streamers. Um, man, Combat King is one of the first people that come to mind. Um, he's also part of the console council. And he was one of the first streamers I ever just bobbed with hard. Like I would always go in there and because he's always playing, you know, Mame Arcade games mm -hmm. and he does all these challenges and stuff like that. And man, I, I just love talking to him and, and watching him play all these games I've never heard of. There are some beat em ups that he'll play that just look absolutely fucking ridiculous like i mean just you got clowns and like you're fighting like midgets it's just weird man like i don't know what the hell he'd be playing like i don't know what he plays sometimes That's what happened. Just... me and scotty from megavisions we were playing the uh the capcom beat-em-up bundle and uh right. we were just like what are some of these fighting like not fighting games but beat-em-ups like so I, f I feel where you're coming from on that yeah, dude, and I would be—I would literally be laughing out loud at my desk like an idiot watching him play games because the things he would say would be so hilarious. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Combat King, one of my favorite streamers. Um, 
And you know what's crazy? I know this is a bit off topic, but I don't really follow a lot of big streamers. Like, I don't follow a lot of big-name streamers. I don't even know a lot of big-name streamers. Literally, one of the only big-name streamers I watch who just returned to Twitch was Shroud. And the only reason I like watching Shroud play is because he's a freaking beast. He's a mutant at games. Yeah. So, But I don't talk. I mean, I can't talk in there. There's no way. You can't physically read a chat like that. Yeah, exactly. I just, I just watch his gameplay. It's top-notch. So that's what I watch it for. But um, let me see. Yeah, Combat King is one of my favorites. Um, God dang it. I don't know why I'm drawing such a blank. Because <laughs> there's, there's quite a few. Uh, Dame Falcon. I love Dame Falcon. I don't know if you guys have heard of her, but she's an awesome streamer. Just recently got partnered. We started streaming around the same time. Wow. And it's, it's another thing about like Evolution is she started out playing a lot of retro games, but then she found that one game that she absolutely fell in love with, which was Mortal Kombat 11. And wow. she fell in love with it and played it every stream. The whole community just started coming in there, helping her out, teaching her how to play. She got really, really good. And she, before you know it, man, she's averaging like 70, 80 views, 90 views, 100 views, 200 even. And That's she had partnered. Enough to get so, and that happens. Man. Yeah, it happens that way sometimes. And I was so proud of her. And she was still, you know, because you always, there's always that negative you know, connotation that people that become partner become stuck up or something, but she's still the exact same person she was when we first met. You know, she still comes in, hangs out. You know, she's um, still rated me and stuff like that. She's awesome. But yeah, Dame is awesome. Um, Andy Social Network. I don't know if you guys have been in his stream before. Andy Social Network is probably one of the most talented streamers when it comes to humor. And uh, also, I can't forget Mr. Scoot. I don't know if you guys follow Mr. Scoot. His name's Another... great. <laughs> yeah, these dudes. I'm are writing awesome. them down as you go. Man. Like, I'm going to check these guys later. Yeah, the Andy Social Network. He plays lots of retro stuff and he does lots of challenges. He even has world records in certain games and stuff like that. That's and, um, cool. Yeah, it's and he he does like a lot of spot on comedy where he does like impressions and different things like that. It's freaking gnarly. Like I can't see. And he'll stream for like five or six hours straight and just constantly with the wit. In the comedy it's it's freaking insane and mr scoot is pretty much the same way except it's a little it's it's a different type of um comedy you know what i mean like yeah, with yeah. andy it almost feels like there should be a laugh track <laughs> <laughs> like Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah exactly like but, he's but, he's um, the sitcom to mr scoot's mr scoot is just he's so funny and i don't even think he knows how funny he is <laughs> like, like he just says thumbs and not even realizing right that he's up. fucking yeah. gold exactly but yeah no those those are a few of my favorite streamers and and both of those guys they don't break a thousand views you know they're they're partnered but they're not like you know super duper top-notch streamers they mm -hmm. are but they're not viewed like that you know what i mean right so yeah Everyone else that you didn't name is now going to get super salty when they leave. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy? You, I you have chosen your favorites. Yeah, I was not expecting that question, so I had no idea. I smiled um, earlier because I read that question. I was like, Chris, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I really couldn't think of a lot. At first. I didn't it's see like... these questions until now, so I didn't know. Like, <laughs> these are all from Chris, so... Dude, there's so many. Like, I just thought of a few more. Like, there's Duo, there's Fox Plays. I mean, all kinds of awesome streamers. Yeah, man. you didn't take the time. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's Moving like on. Who would I forget? I don't want to, you know, right? <laughs> end up in bad graces with them. But no, they they know. They, all my favorites know who they are because I talk to them. <laughs> there you go. 
Super anyway, uh, you seem to really heavily focus on retro games. What are some of your favorite titles, favorite consoles, and why? Oh, man. Um, I, I definitely Sega Genesis, of course. That goes without saying, um, because it was my first system that was ever mine. Um, Sonic I'm the Hedgehog here, 2. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and 3 are two of my favorite games. I just, I, I love them. I just do. Um, man, uh, another one of my favorite consoles is the Game Boy Advance, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I loved the Game Boy. I still do. I absolutely freaking love it. I mean, we, you, you know where we're going to go with that. But, man, I'm such a huge fan. It was the first portable system that made me not have to play a console much. Like, I just, I found... Super Nintendo. It was a portable yeah. Super Nintendo. And all these awesome ports would come out for it that were, like, actually good. And uh, even without that backlit screen, man, it was just... It was awesome. It was one of those systems you'd get lost playing games on. Run through and I had batteries. <laughs> oh, God. Dude, those double A's. <laughs> on a regular basis. Yep. <laughs> Do you have any modern titles that have made an impact on you? Modern titles. Man, it's crazy. The more I stream, the less I play modern games. But it's it's going to sound like one one game that I really enjoyed on stream and off stream because that there there are a few modern games i have played on stream it's rare but it does happen um when they rebooted the tomb raider series i really really enjoyed that series um okay. what was it just just flat out tomb raider and then shadow of the tomb raider and then rise of the tomb raider i love mm. that series freaking amazing um let's see doom eternal doom ah, 26 there we go dude dude <laughs> I played through every single... Matter of fact, that's how I met a lot of people is I started out playing the very first Doom, Doom 93, and then I just went forward with it. I played Doom 93, Doom 2, Doom 3, Doom Resurrection of Evil, uh, Doom 2016. I didn't even know Resurrection of Evil was a thing. Yeah, that's that's a that's an add-on to Doom 3. Doom okay. 3 is the weakest. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to put it out there. It's a it's different kind of game. <laughs> it's a different kind of game. It's not really Doom per se. It's it's basically just like Doom on steroids without the action. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I look at it as like a survival horror game. It's, exactly. It's a survival horror game first person. And I mean, the graphics are freaking top notch. That was the one thing that attracted me to it. But it's not Doom. Doom 2016 for me was a return to form. And then Doom Eternal was a like hold my beer moment. Like yeah, Doom Eternal is the shit. Yeah, I like, recently I'm wrote sorry. a review for the mag, or the upcoming magazine on Doom Eternal, and I oh man, there's some Doom people Eternal. that don't agree with my uh with my review, but I absolutely loved it. Very, oh man, Doom good. Eternal was an absolute delight. And what's crazy, dude, is I had been trying to play that game so many times, and I'm glad I didn't get it out because I went to QuakeCon here in Texas, and oh, wow. Yeah, the thing is, they didn't even. <laughs> it was it was too late. We were there at like eleven a.m. and they were like, "Yeah, we're booked for the entire day." Oh man, that's <laughs> uh, like, wild. No. I was so sad, Spring but I'm convention. so. Glad. Yeah, no, I was like, that's <laughs> the whole reason I'm here. I don't give a shit about all this other stuff. The speed Dude ain't even that cool. Y'all ain't shit. Still <laughs> <laughs> on the way out the door. Yeah, but uh, no, dude, I'm, I'm actually really glad that I got to experience it. That's good. Um, for the first time at home. And dude, I there were so many moments where I just kept getting chills because the music, the the graphics. Oh, it's just so fucking our, good. Uh, our, editor, me our editor did a, a edit of uh, a couple of two of the songs put together. And his edit is insane. It's, it's one oh, of the man. reasons he became our editor. 
So nice. it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's freaking dope, man. Yeah. No, Doom Eternal is the shit. And then um, I have a couple of nerdy games too. Like I, what a lot of people don't know, because I don't get to talk about it that much. I'm a huge tech nerd. Like I'm such a huge tech nerd. I love watching tech YouTubers, learning about all the latest technology. And um, Control was one of those games that intrigued me because of the graphics and all that kind of stuff. Right, right. And that was the first game I played when I got my 2080 Super because I was like, oh, I get to see ray tracing and stuff. So, um, but I was blown away by the graphics. But the game itself is amazing. Like, it's a lot of fun. I didn't stream Control. I played that off stream and it's freaking amazing. But um, one last game, one last game. You're good. Tetris Effect. Oh. <laughs> Tetris Effect. I've never played that one. Tetris Effect oh, is like Do you like Tetris? Shit. I do, do like, like Tetris. I like it a lot. Get Tetris Effect. I'm I'm telling you that. Like you you have to get it at some point in your I'm life. You get it right now. It is fucking amazing. If if you've ever played Lumines and you've loved Lum- have you guys heard of Lumines? Have I've you played that Luminous, before? Yeah, I've heard, I've if never you played, played Lumines, yeah, the director of Lumines is um the director of Tetris Effect, and Lumines is a puzzle. It's basically like a different type of tetris game like a puzzle game drop it and whatnot but the music the music like works with the game you know it it, it has this kind of like res you guys remember res yes dude yes dude (laughs) Dude. i love that fucking game do get tetris effect (laughs) get it tonight tetris effect is really really good get it tonight i swear dude you won't stop playing that shit. It is, Bro, this game is I, gorgeous. Dude, I started playing it and I could not stop for hours. I beat it all the way through. I couldn't stop. I could not stop. I was and the thing you is it's in Tetris VR. Game? Yeah, you can and the thing is because it has different stages with um different effects, I guess you can say, and it has different soundtracks, different backgrounds. They have a VR version for PS4 that is absolutely out of this world. Oh yeah. Um I, I played that recently and it's it's just it's stupid. Get Tetris. Not on stand. Steam. Fuck. No, it's, it's on, on Epic Store. It's okay. only on Epic Store and PS4. Oh, okay. okay. I bought the Epic Store version. I'm not going to lie. Because I, I don't have a PS4. Right. And I bought it on sale. Through <laughs> PayPal. Disappoint. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm not giving them my credit card information. No, Screw no, no, that. no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I'm going to do it, it's going to be through PayPal or something. But <laughs> no, dude. Tetris Effect is one of those games that just like. Uh, that that and uh, Tetris ninety nine. I play a lot of both of yeah. those games. We have Hell a yeah. resident H two O is like our resident Tetris guy, so he loves. He, it. Yeah, he uh, he plays OG. He competes in OG uh, Tetris games. Yeah, oh, dude, Tetris that's awesome. Games. It's yeah, we watch him every now and then when he gets in there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I've also caught on to some of your GBA mod streams. Um, caught on, huh? Caught on. <laughs> caught on. <laughs> uh so how long have you been doing gba mods and do you have any plans to expand further beyond that whether it's like other models of the gba maybe game gear maybe uh neo geo pocket color like what are you what do you what Rich do you just wants these so you will do them so i know right have them in his library. <laughs> dude uh, it's 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 so funny how this all got started uh can i tell you the story of how it all began yeah, sure because i've yeah, only I've been doing i've only been doing this for like not even three months no, don't tell don't tell us anything on the podcast where we're interviewing you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but, um, no, so basically one day I was like, man, and this was during COVID. You know, during COVID, you just go through all these different types of emotions when you're by yourself. You know, you're all isolated. You don't get to hang out with your friends and stuff. It sucks. So one day it randomly, I was like, 
I wonder if I can find an old school Game Boy Advance because as much as I love, and this was during the time I started playing Advance Wars, and I was just like, man, I really like the Game Boy Advance. I need to find one and like have it, just to have it, you know? Right. And I went on offer up, dude was selling one for like 60 bucks, and I talked him down to 40. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'll go pick it up. So I went and picked it up. And see, I'm not, once again, I'm not a collector. I don't have very many retro systems or anything. When I bought it from him and I held it in my hand, I was just like, oh my God, this is like, this is like bringing back so many memories. Like the freaking nostalgia was almost overwhelming, you know, like it was emotional. It's like, I remember just like being under the covers, just playing the crap out of this thing. And, you know, once I got it, you know, I bought a game for it and everything. I went to like, cause there's this place called Movie Trading Company that they sell, you know, um, all kinds of retro memorabilia and stuff like that. And, you know, games, of course. I went there, bought a game, like a cheap game, bought Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, it was like four bucks or something. And I started playing it. And I was like, oh my God, I can't see a goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see shit. Like, literally, I can't no, see. Even I was in the playing light. And like, I was playing in light. And I'm like, how did I do this when I was a kid? Like, even with those little worm-like things you'd attach to the top of it. Yeah, well, I don't know how it's, it's never centered. It's never it, on it's center. Never it's never in that glare all over mm-hmm. the screen. Like, it was awful. And I'm like, okay, there has to be a way to, like, mod this. And I remember when I was a kid that they came out with, like, front lights that you could install inside the Game Boy Advance, but it took a lot of work. You had to solder and all this kind of stuff or solder and all that. And I was like, I don't know how to do any of that shit. And I'm not going to learn. I'm not going to be able to afford it or any of that. So I was like, let me look. Let me look into this online. You know, we live in the digital age. So let's see what's available online. I started finding all these different videos of people putting them together. Um, you know, I went to a website that sold the parts and all this stuff. And I was like, you know what? I can afford this. So I'll go ahead and buy it. I'll try it. So I ended up... Um, the funny thing is I ended up buying another Game Boy Advance. <laughs> I didn't want to mod the one I I didn't want to mod the one I bought. In fact, Art. I I have that one. It's not going to get modded. Like I have two personal Game Boy Advances. Uh the one that's back here, I don't know if you guys can see it, but um oh, this yeah, is my personal one right here. Okay. And then I have my other one that's like in the other room, but that's the the glacier one that I'm not going to mod. I'm going to leave it cuz that's just I love it. It's the one I I had when I was, you know, a teenager. But anyway, um so I bought another Game Boy Advance, and I don't know if you guys follow my Instagram, but this thing looked like shit. And I mean, <laughs> it looked like someone shit it out. Like, it was awful. <laughs> it had duct tape on the back where the battery cover was. Oh, no. It just had dirt all over. The, it was just disgusting, man. When I opened it, oh, and by the way, I bought this for $15. <laughs> I bought it for okay. that's, that's that okay. playground play. That's yeah, playing I bought Pokemon in the fucking... In the schoolyards. Dude, this thing looked like shit. I mean, seriously, this thing had been through everything. But the crazy thing is, it worked perfectly. All the buttons worked. Uh, The screen was perfect. Um, You know, of course, it was scratched all the hell, but it was just the surface or whatever. So this was my first project. I was like, all right, I'm going to mod this thing. I'm going to actually mod this. And me, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. This was an extremely ballsy move. I decided to mod this whole GBA on stream for the first time. So the, the the GBA mod was done on stream live, first time ever. And um, all I had done was opened it before and cleaned it because it was disgusting. Like there was hair yeah. and like uh, dirt. It was just, it was, I'm telling you, it was nasty, man. I felt like I needed to be wearing a hazmat suit to clean that shit. <laughs> I cleaned some Nintendos that were like that. 
Mm-hmm. Dude, it was nasty. So yeah, I cleaned it. Luckily, there weren't any bugs in there, but it was nasty, man. But you know, I cleaned it or whatever, and then I actually did the mod live on stream. And I didn't do the full mod. I did about a, I guess you could call it like an eighty percent mod, where I you know put on the new backlit screen and everything, and um, put the new shell on there, new buttons, um, cleaned up membranes and all that, and it worked. And it was such a satisfying feeling to just turn it on, and it worked. And when I first saw that screen. I was like, this is fucking beautiful. Yeah. I mean, Chris, you can probably relate, dude. When you first saw that screen on that GBA, it is just gorgeous. Miles ahead of is what that it the was. one he won that you modded first? Yeah. No, no, you no. That was dookie the, GBA, that dude. Was no, 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 no. <laughs> no, you know what's funny about that that particular GBA? That's this one. Oh, <laughs> that's okay, okay, okay. That's in here came from that GBA. That was the first one I modded. The first one I modded was my personal GBA because I didn't come up with this whole, um, you know, GBA contest thing until like maybe two or three weeks ago. And what's crazy is it started kind of exploding a little bit, like a little more than I expected it to. Um, You got a second one to do now. (laughs) Dude, this will be my third. Oh, wow. Jesus. (laughs) This is my third. Yeah. You recently did another stream. uh, I think it was a commission, correct? Yeah, yeah. One was a commission for Pocket Full of Games, um, who is an awesome individual. He's going for like the Guinness Book of World Records. And he was like, dude, I want you to make this for me. I want you to design it and I want you to sign it on the back. And he's wow. gonna do like an unboxing for it when he gets it in the mail. And I'm just I was it's so humbling, dude. Like it yeah. really is it's yeah, like, oh my definitely. god, this is this is insane. Like I it's just it, it was an idea that I was just like I want to do this because I want to have an excuse to make more of these and share them with people because people need to know how amazing they are, like straight up. And um, I can't just afford to do that. <laughs> so yeah, I have to have people help. You know, I have to have people help. And and one thing I've always done throughout my entire streaming career is I've never asked people for anything. It's just not something I've always done. I don't ask for donations. I don't ask for you know, bill payments, any of that kind of stuff. I mean, not looking down on people that do that. I mean, everyone has their reasons, but I do streaming for fun. It's not something I do for a living or plan on doing for a living. Um, but that's the only thing I've ever set up a donation goal for is that. And I have my bit goal, but that's that that's to give away stuff. Once again, you know, it always has kind of a community give back situation yeah, whenever yeah. I ask for something. And um, today, like a perfect example, today I did a giveaway for one of the GBA mods and people put in, like a, a whole bunch of raffles. I mean, Chris, Chris put a ton of raffles and everybody else put in so many raffles. The dude that won today had one raffle. Good. <laughs> one Good. raffle. Good. And one. Dude, he wasn't in the chat, but I, I hit him up on Discord and he lost his shit. That's he couldn't awesome. believe he won it, dude. And he wants me to design his too. Like I, I told him, hey, you can pick colors if you want. And he was like, dude, design it for me so i can't wait for him to see i can't wait to make it but yeah no that's that's i know i'm rambling but um so that's how it all came about you know i was like i want to i want to have an excuse to make more of these and i finally um went back and did that gba again off stream with the whole soldering thing because i had no soldering experience and that was scary to me yeah because soldering is when you can ruin some shit yeah i fixed um, a guitar hero guitar that chris got me because and i learned how to solder yep YouTube is, is a hell of a place yeah. to learn things. And that's how I learned how to solder. I went on YouTube and learned it all. Like there are mm-hmm. people that will literally have like 40 minutes, 30 minutes, even an hour long course on what to do and not to do. And, you know, I have a bunch of time to do it. So why not? <laughs> so yeah. 
I taught myself how to solder and shit. Now I'm doing the full on mods, you know? So, and as far as like doing other systems, I have no idea. I don't know. We'll just see how it goes. Um, as long as people are able to support it, then I'll do it. You know, it's I'll good. learn. It's good that it works with your streams too. <laughs> Dude, it's awesome. Cause you start learn. you start, um, reaching out to different communities, like people from the makers and crafters community can now hang out and watch me, you know, do this stuff. And of course it's just going to get better. You know, if, if it's being supported, I'm going to buy a better camera for it. Um, you know, try to make more incentives for it and so on and so forth, you know, get, give people, if, if people are going to sub to your channel, then there needs to be, a, there needs to be improvements to your stream overall. Right. If right. there are improvements that need to be done, because some right. stuff doesn't be fixed. That's, uh, I've done, I do Perler bead art. Uh, you mm -hmm. can probably see it in the background. That Sonic way back in Chris's background. Uh, I made that. That's oh the, nice. You know, I was talking the, about that at the beginning of the yeah, stream. <laughs> that's the Sonic Advance Three sprite, and I I do a lot. I mean, I for a long I've made a lot of money doing it. I I, I don't know if you guys know who Gaijin Goomba is on YouTube. Yep. Uh, but I made my biggest one I ever made was four feet wide by three feet tall, and it was Tinker Knight. Hey. It was Tinker Knight's mech from Shovel Knight. And uh, I had I fell. You can kind of see mine behind me too. I've got a Gengar back here, and I've got some other oh, stuff. Awesome. But I've fallen off of it, and I've kind of thought about going back into it because people love to watch that stuff. Like, and it's I've yeah. told you to go back to it, man. You did, Dude, it's so fair. but I never listened to you. So no, you don't listen to me. You didn't listen to me for Parsec. I did. I I, like, if I gotta hear about goddamn Parsec again in my life, <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> you should try to get me on parsec dude i'm telling you you should listen to me parsec's like the best thing i ever found so <laughs> I'll, I'll look into it <laughs> i mean parsec's one of the reasons the dreamcast marathon happened this year it's right. the reason it why is the, the reason so uh but no like and that's i think and i don't i think chris has kind of felt like this too with the streaming you get in a funk you get into a mental funk you get into like, man, I've worked all day. Chris has a kid and he has a family. I have a wife. I have a full-time job. I'm now going to class. Like you're just like, and I think I've realized too, it doesn't matter if it's an hour stream or if it's a five-hour stream. Stream something. Like do mm -hmm. something. Just be like, hey, stop it in. I'm going to play this game for an hour or I'm going to make this beat art or do this mod and all that stuff. And I think that's the biggest thing is just like, I don't, I get in that with those funks. But no, that modding stuff's cool and just interviewing you right now. I mean, we got a couple more questions, but interviewing you has like, I mean, like, man, you get your ass back in there and stream. You can do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> it's, it's a good kick of motivation. It is. Dude, I appreciate that. And that's the thing, man, is, is inspiring people is always great. Like I made a joke about it earlier in my stream, but a lot of people that modded my channel have moved on to start streaming themselves, mm -hmm. you know, and they'll reach out to me and be like, dude, I want to start streaming. I'm like, go for it, man. Just do it. It's Don't the worry about thing. it. It's the, everybody <laughs> yeah. can do it. It's, everybody. It's insanely. It's it's. You don't even need a camera. You know, you do not need a camera. Nope. There are super successful streamers. Like matter of fact, there's a streamer that I have to shout out. Her name's Annie Featherweight. She doesn't stream anymore, but uh, she was an art streamer, dude. She averaged between like eighty to hundred views. Right. She did not talk. She did not have a camera. She chatted in her chat. And all you could see were her hands doing like the work, but wow. she had video game music playing in the background. Her community was so welcoming and amazing. And that inspired me so much. Cause I'm like, she doesn't even, no one knows what she sounds like. No one knows what yeah. she looks like. All they see are her hands doing the art. 
know what I'm saying? That's cool. But people love it here. And that's what happened to me. Like, I was like, what are people in here for? But then as soon as I started talking more and more, it just it just clicked with me. I'm like, I love this place. This is freaking amazing. I would go there every Saturday morning to hang out for like an hour or so. But dude, anyone can stream. Anyone can do it. Because just because what I do in streaming works for me doesn't mean it's going to work for somebody else. People might want to come in just to watch your gameplay. You might be one of the best gamers ever. You don't need a chat because your gameplay speaks for itself. But then there's people like myself that aren't like super great at games, but I just love talking to people. You know, I I, I just have this knack for making people feel welcome. And that works for me, you know? So yeah, it just hit that start start live button. Don't buy a bunch of equipment. Start it first. Start it first. And then once you start to like it, find your following or whatever, then that's when you start buying the equipment. Because you don't want to end up in the hole because streaming didn't work out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Me. <laughs> For real. Man. I've seen too many people do it. They're like, well, I'm going to buy all this stuff first. I'm like, how do you know you're going to like it? You might hate mm-hmm. streaming. Because some people, some people don't know how to distinguish like gaming from streaming. It's like there's a big difference between a gamer and a streamer. It's very hard to combine the two because there are moments sometimes where even when I stream, I want to get really focused on a game. I like, I want to beat this shit. It's hard right now. I can't keep talking. I got to get it done, but that's not my thing. (laughs) You know, I got to talk to people, but what I've done is I've found ways to work around it. Like I'll tell people, all right, I'm about to enter focus mode. And I even have an emote dedicated to it, you know, focus mode. So I go into focus mode where I don't talk and I need to beat this boss. And then once that happens, I catch up on chat. So, yeah. Smart move. That's what's up. So outside of video games and streaming, what are some of your favorite hobbies? Oh, um, favorite hobbies. I love running. <laughs> like, I don't know if you guys follow my Instagram, but I love running every single day. Discord, like you, you said, you say you go mm-hmm. out for a run a lot. Yeah. No, I try to run at least. I want to say four to five days a week and I do um, two miles and then I also work out outside. I canceled my gym membership <laughs> because I wanted to start um, working out outside because with, with the pandemic thing, there aren't a lot of reasons to go out anymore. And I don't want to be cooped up in the house too much. You know, I want to make sure I try to get some fresh air and see, I don't have like, uh, you know, I don't have a kid. I don't have a pet. I don't have a family or anything like that. So, you know, I, I try to, do stuff outdoors because it gets really boring just sitting in the house all the time so um but yeah running is life i've been running for i want to say it's been almost it's it's been at least 10 years i've been running and i just love it it's it's awesome um it's it's kind of like yeah it's it's what i call it run i don't (laughs) (laughs) it's it's hard man it's it's not easy and it's something that takes conditioning and you it's one of those workouts that you can't stop doing and just jump right back into it. You can't. You yeah, have to run I used to as run, often as you can. I used to be able to do when I was working out because I lost over uh, about a year ago. I lost like fifty pounds. And, oh, nice! Uh, I uh, thank you. I've, I've put fifteen back on, but that's not the point. But uh, <laughs> uh, when I was running, I would do my treadmill because that was my cardio, and then I would do my daily weightlifting. And I got mm-hmm. up to like uh, I wasn't like trying to run fast or anything. I just would I would run half a mile, walk half a mile, like a fast walk. And right. I was up to three miles and I would finish that three miles in like about a little over 30 minutes. And uh, so recently I got back into the gym. I haven't been in the gym for about a year because life. And uh, right. I got in there and I did a mile and a half and thought I was dying. Like I literally <laughs> thought I was dying. I was like, Dude, I can't. I was like, I'm dying. I'm dying. 
Yeah, no, it's hardcore, man. And I'm like, man, <laughs> I used to be able to do three miles. I'm like, I, I can't do that now. I can't. Mm -hmm. No, it's hard, man. It hurts everything when you don't go. It's like you get fatigue, your feet hurt, your ribs hurt. You don't even know why. You get pain right there where you're just like, yeah, I can't you're having a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, Dude, that, that's when I know I need to start running when my pipe game starts going down because I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude. You, you, it's, but yeah, it's always been one of those things that have been really important to me because, like, especially at like 35, man, you, you really got to like take care of yourself because if you don't, it's don't gonna fall left. apart. No, because no. <laughs> it, it, when you're young, you know, you get away with eating so much crap yeah, and Doritos, Mountain stuff. Dew, all, yeah, exactly, man. I can't even. I gotta have like Pepto Bismol on the side if I'm gonna eat like hot wings. <laughs> yeah, I gotta change your out. Drink your Metamucil every uh, day. Exactly, you're man. talking to you're talking to Chris, who has eaten a bag of Carolina Reapers just for fun. So Jesus. <laughs> I couldn't do it. R.I.P. Me, man. If I ever even <laughs> ate half, but um, no, yeah, that's that. Running is one of them. Um, I like to hang out with my friends and family. Um, you know, my friends are really important to me. In fact, they've even streamed with me before. We used to have this thing where we would um do group streams called Game Tracks and Friends, where we'd just get together play stuff like streets of rage and all kinds of old school games i mean that stuff is fun um free play arcade i love that place that's one of my favorite freaking arcade joints to go to here in um you know dfw area they have a bunch of locations i've actually and it's it's kind of funny too because i've i didn't even know they had a twitch until they raided combat king and i was like oh my god y'all have a twitch yeah. and then they found that i streamed and now like you know i'm starting to get to know that whole free play community and i had been going there like three years, like before I even knew any of these people existed. So yeah. Twitch has even brought me closer to my outside hobbies, you know, think, which is just crazy. Yeah. I think there's a place <clears throat> down there. Me and my wife, uh, I, I'm actually before COVID I'm in Texas a lot. Like I go to Austin a lot and we went mm -hmm. to Dallas one time and we found a, I don't know if that's the, what it was called, but we found a bar and an arcade, like an old school arcade that they had their mm -hmm. own brewery and uh like they had like Saturday. that's that must have been what it is because they had like they had like 20 like just cider cake is huge yeah cider <laughs> was humongous yeah. and yeah, cider uh, is huge you pay a you pay some up front like and then all the games are on free play you have a wristband and then you can just be like try and they don't have like bud light or cores it's like it's all cider stuff for part yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It was really yeah, cool. No. I really, it's like in a warehouse area is what I remember. Yeah, it's in a very weird place. Like, it's like, wait, what? There's a game place? Like, it's sketchy like, even. Sure? Like, okay. <laughs> it's like sketch, man. Like, yeah. going to the parking lot, I'm like, am I going to get mugged? Yeah. But uh, no, man. Yeah, Cidercade. I like Cidercade, but Cidercade is too busy for me. I like the neighborhood feel, and that's what free play gives. They're not yeah. that busy, um, but they still have a lot of cool games there. They don't have. They don't go as far as, like, putting skee-ball and all that kind of stuff like Cider K does, but um, it's just a very homey type of place. You know, you just you walk in and people know your name. It's freaking awesome, man. That's nice, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I think Free Play Arcade is this is the one that I follow because they do fighting game tournaments and podcasts. They do, they and do, they, they do a lot of uh, Super Street Fighter Turbo. Lots of Super Street Fighter Turbo. And I, yeah. I tune in for that shit. That 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 seems Let's like talk a about good old joint. school, dude. It's <laughs> Saying they have a huge community for fighting games there. It's it's nuts. And once again, I, I didn't even I know about any of this until this year. I know, right? You need to move, right? <laughs> I need to move. This is where it's at, dude. I'm like Texas just all of a sudden became like a huge gaming capital. Like they even have the National Video Game Museum here. Yeah, I saw that. Incredible. Yeah, it's freaking incredible. 
but yeah, so that um and I think that's about I don't do a whole lot to be honest. I'm a bit introverted. <laughs> like I love you know, I can I'm very good at keeping myself company. I really am. I like to learn things. I'm always watching YouTube videos about how to do stuff or like technology in general. You know, I just I, I love that kind of stuff. It intri- it, it intrigues me quite a bit. I'm a nerd. <laughs> Simple as that. Hey, man, I'm right there with you. Yeah, dude. So wrapping up the Q&A, why don't you tell us and kick us off with weeks and tell us what you've been up to this week? Uh, this week? Oh, man. So I, I didn't get to tell you guys like another part of the whole Game Boy thing. Sure. Is I purposely look for the crappiest Game Boys <laughs> that I could possibly find because it is something about that hunt, man. I just I love like driving all over the place, finding these Game Boys and giving them new life like that like it's it's freaking amazing like they're on their last leg when they're with other people but then you turn them into something completely beautiful yep. so um I'm just dude that's what chaser. i like dude it's it's freaking awesome and that's that's mm-hmm. what i've been really heavily focused on lately is is finding game boys like today i found a um a freaking dmg game boy that worked but it looked like shit so i'm gonna clean it up and everything and i found a game boy pocket as well that somebody just wanted to get rid of and got it for a good price and i'm thinking about modding these but um yeah that um looking for jobs there you go. <laughs> that's another thing is like what kind of got me to look for this uh this hobby is because i don't work right now you know unfortunately i was a victim of the whole covid thing the company i worked for before this me along with like 700 other employees had to get let go so you know it was a big deal man. but you know thankfully they took care of us financially so you know, I'm able to kind of keep a smile on my face through that. But of course, you know, got to get back to work at some point. That's why I'm kind of really embracing what's going on with Twitch right now is because I have time to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, no, that's, that's, that's been the most important stuff. Oh, and I have another thing. I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and plug this, but um, Retro Block Party, I'm going to be doing a um, a stream for them next Saturday at uh seven o'clock in the morning central standard time insane, dude. <laughs> <laughs> which i've never done a stream that early in the morning ever ever but um it's gonna be for a great cause it's gonna be for als or, or yeah als um and i'm gonna have a two-hour block with them this is my first time ever um teaming up with another like another streaming community or team to do something like this so it's really really exciting i'm, I'm really looking forward to it so yeah, awesome. Well, I'll definitely check that. And of course, I'm going to be playing Sonic the Hedgehog. Of course you are. Of course. <laughs> I think I'm going to play Sonic 3K, but we'll, we'll see Let's what go. happens. This guy would fit right in with Mega Vision. Tell you that right now. Yeah, you would. <laughs> yeah, you would. Dude, I mean, like, look at my pictures, man. <laughs> I see Mario back there. So, hey, you know what? He's one of the pioneers. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. Yeah. That, I'm guessing I'm up next, right? I guess. Yeah, he had a there short week. All right. Well, I've already seen the time. I'm going to keep mine uh, short and simple as well. So we had the Dreamcast Marathon. Uh, If you guys want to know more about that, uh, go over and check out Megavision's podcast. The most recent episode, I believe, is episode 51. Graham, Scotty, and I did basically a wrap-up, a breakdown of hour by hour, uh, what we did, and uh, some of the technological problems that we have, which there were many because of my internet. But uh, no, the majority of it, it turned out really well. We raised, uh, last year our goal was uh, $1,250. This year we raised $1,430. And uh, we, the, it's still going because we raised it for the Arkansas, or no, not 
we raised it for the children's miracle network hospitals and uh that day actually you could keep giving money to that like uh, extra life day isn't until like november 7th and sometime in november that's when that marathon or that get like the money that you can give uh will stop so if you want to check that out go over to mega check that out uh i did find out that uh i never played dynamite cop before and this year dynamite cop was my ill bleed from last year where i'm mm -hmm. like i need to play that game and now i need that game so uh, we'll get the, that's the shout out for them keep that short and simple uh the other thing i want to say is on thursday last thursday i streamed and it was last minute i didn't know what i was going to stream because i stream on megavision's channel uh one night out of the week on thursdays and i stream star wars episode one racer and uh i i know when i have am wrong all right <laughs> Uh, so Game Tracks doesn't know this. I give that game shit. I shit on that game anytime I have. I played that game 100%. I beat it as a kid. I found out that I was playing the inferior version. The N64 is the inferior version when it comes to that yeah. game. The Dreamcast yeah, I, version I, is so much better. So the Dreamcast version plays... So on the N64 version, it only plays music on the final lap. Uh, the Dreamcast version plays music throughout the entire race. The Dreamcast version has intro FMVs for each of the levels. Uh, N64 doesn't have that. Uh, that game still holds up. It's still pretty good. And oh, I'm, does it? And I'm still really good at it. So, oh, oh, does it? Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, Chris has always told me that he hated that game. So, Whoa! Oh, no! no. <laughs> Uh, so Chris, you you owe the people an apology. So, Man. no, I was notorious for shitting on that game, but uh, I was wrong. I can admit when I'm wrong. That game is good. Uh, definitely, if you're wanting to play old school version, play the Dreamcast version. Uh, if not, I heard that the the Switch version is a Dreamcast port. Like the the, the Switch port. version is a decent port of so. the DC PC version. So. Not bad. Uh, does the Switch version have online multiplayer? It does not. Okay. So Far if you're trying, dream then. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how you do. <laughs> uh, other than that, I played some Fall Guys. Fall Guys had an update this week. Uh, if you guys have played Fall Guys, you kind of start realizing that there are a lot of different uh, games to play, but they're all kind of like the same. Like you're mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm on Seesaw. This is going to be shitty, but I know how everything works. Uh, they updated, they did an update where they changed all the levels. They're all the same levels, but like, oh, on Seesaw, you got a different Seesaw orientation. Like, instead of them being side to side, now they're forward facing you, and there's a different number of them. Uh, on the One of them's called Fall Mountain. On the final Fall Mountain, they've added, like, extra bumpers. and It's just things that, like, throw you for a loop that aren't always the same. So, uh, I played that it's like a rebalance patch. Basically, uh, that came out. I got three crowns off camera. I was like, I need to stream, and then I proceeded <laughs> to get zero crowns. So, it's the <laughs> streamer curse, that. is what it is. Oh man, I got three crowns like almost in a row, and I was just like, I'm going live. I don't care. Let's do it. <laughs> and uh, then uh, it, it didn't happen. It never happened again. Nope. Uh, I got my copy of uh, Mario 3D All-Stars in. I haven't played it yet. Uh, we can go into it a little bit later, but I think GameTrax has some feelings about that, as do a lot of his community. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. 
But I haven't played it yet. Uh, I, I think I opened it, but that's about it. But a game that I bought and played five hours of last night and didn't mean to play five hours of it was Hades. Have you guys heard of Hades? Everyone's talking about Hades. Now. I've not heard of it. Are you oh, guys, really? Are you guys familiar with uh, roguelike games, like roguelike dungeon games, like Enter the Gungeon, Binding of Isaac? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's what this is. But it's all like Greek myth, mythological gods and stuff like that. You basically play as Hades' son, and you're trying to get out of uh, out of hell, and you're trying to like ascend. And I can't. I could talk about it for like probably hours, but that game is super freaking good. It's got a self uh, shaded or cell shaded like art style. Uh, voice acting's really good. It's just random. Like, well, I had a really good run last night with like a bunch of. Uh, I think it was a combination of Ares and Zeus upgrades. Because all the upgrades that you get, you actually call the gods on Olympus, and they give you some of their power. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so, like, when you're going... And you have different paths where the door will tell you, like, if you beat this room, this is the reward you're going to get. So if you need more keys, you can go into that room. Or if you need, like, I need a better upgrade because I'm not doing any damage, you can go into this room. Uh, right now on Steam, it's 20 bucks. It's normally $25. Uh, I'm probably going to pick it up on the Switch, too. That game is super, super good. I, my forte is platformers and roguelikes and beat em up Like, those are the three kinds of games that I really, really like. But I cannot speak. I, like, Hades is just great. Uh, but other than that, I've been cooking a lot. I go to culinary school, so I've been cooking a bunch of shit this week. We got uh, some events that are coming up. So, yeah, that was it for my week. Um, so I have had a itching to play a Metroid title or just like a, a Metroidvania. Uh, Metroidvanias are among my favorite types of platformers. I just love the, the closed in adventure style. Uh, it's everything is a puzzle. I, I was just like, I, I really want to play a Metroid. I, I was playing Super Metroid. Uh, a couple years back, and I'm just like, you know, I really should get back into Super Metroid. Uh, but then last week, I believe it was last week or the week before, um, part of my hobby, like I don't, I don't really collect old video games anymore because I've, in my opinion, I've completed my collection. I have a solid lineup of games from all the consoles that I own, uh, from all the generations, and I'm just like. Let me start looking into hack ROMs. And one hack ROM that I picked up that I think I talked to both of you about, but I think I mainly talked it more about with uh, with GT, is Hyper Metroid. Hyper Metroid is a retelling of Super Metroid where they kind of just put Samus in her own little universe. And she married Adam. She was getting ready to have a baby. She was a scientist. And then the space pirates attacked. And now she's on a quest for revenge. And so kind of like trying to stay within the confines of what you do in Super Metroid. Like she obviously has the baby. But now it's more of like, let me use the baby to bait out the space pirates because they want the baby. Instead of, you know, let me kill these these Metroid and like, hold on to this one last Metroid uh, for science or whatever. Um, that game is hard. That game forces <laughs> you to learn, like, tech, like, really learn tech. Like, so one thing um, 
that I noticed when playing other Metroid titles is like you'd have certain abilities like the wall jump. Um, but it wasn't necessary for you to learn that. No, fuck you. You have to learn the wall jump. <laughs> you have to learn the wall jump in order to like get past certain things, certain uh, obstacles. Like the only the only path to get the fucking morph ball is all the way up this fucking shaft, and there's no platforms. And what do you do? You have to wall jump. And I spent an hour one night <laughs> just learning how to get the wall jump down. It's not easy back in Super It Metroid. is not it's, easy. It takes a weird input to do it. It yeah. is not easy. Another uh, fucking piece of tech that I had to learn was called, and I'm going to fuck up the name, but it's like uh, like the, the mock ball. Uh, the mock ball tech is an actual glitch that Hyper Metroid requires you to learn. So wow. the way that it works is that you have to start out from like another room, start running, holding down the A button, start running, fucking open the door jump to the area where you want to roll because there's these platforms that the second that you touch them they collapse so the way that the tech works is that because your uh running speed is faster than your walking speed but your morph ball speed is equal to your walking speed you have to start off running jump up hold down hit down on the very frame that you touched the ground so you can go into your morph ball and then hold down forward just to maintain that momentum. That's a lot of work. You like punishing <laughs> yourself is what you like to do. There's it's like, it's, yeah, that is, that is the get good tactics right there. Yeah. Good yeah. That's so the that's, dark souls of Metroid. <laughs> yeah, for real, God. That's, that's what I've been doing with my time this week. Uh, it's, it's really good. It makes me want to play Super Metroid, but then when I go to Super Metroid, I fear that I'm Shit's not going easy. to be as fulfilled because yeah. it's easy. Because speaking about Super Metroid, uh, Game Tracks, once I got the mod that you did for me, I'm just like, yo... My son's been bothering me. Yeah, my son this week asked for fucking <laughs> Minecraft for the first time. Uh -oh. I'm like, oh my god, I'm old. Yep. Mm -hmm. He's four. He's turning into no, a Minecraft human is old. Like, your son's old in the years of, like, video games. <laughs> well, whatever. Like, I, I was, it was just like, oh my god. It's, he, he's growing. He, it's he's happening. talking. He's doing things. It's happening. He's like, yo, daddy, I want Minecraft. So I give him Minecraft and I go to play Metroid Zero Mission. I did not know how short that game is. Yep. I have completed so the the Metroid portion of it. And now I also didn't know that I know that we talked about it previously, uh like months, maybe yep. even last year. Um, but there's a zero suit Samus portion. Yep. I didn't know about it's that. It's the stealth portion. And that's where I'm at. And that is fucking dope. Yep. That shit yeah. is super fucking cool. Because when I was playing it when I was younger, I was like, oh shit, I beat the game. And I was like, oh, apparently I didn't beat the game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. More to it. Yeah. <laughs> I have to start doing another run of it. Yeah, but, I'm hoping that after I beat this, there's a hard mode of it, and I'll stream the hard mode. I don't remember that. Um, I don't remember if there is. Yeah, I don't I either. Mean, they have easy and normal. I'm hoping that there's like a challenge mode afterwards, because then that would be worth streaming. Because I'm I'm like two hours into the game, and I've technically beaten Metroid, beaten, uh, beaten Metroid One. So gotcha. I mean, there's that. Um, I already talked about Sonic Adventure, uh, this weekend, me and a buddy of mine, we were playing a bunch of fighting games, H2O was there, um, of some of the fighting games that we were playing, we played a lot of Chaos Code, uh, that game still holds up, it's very, very good, um, but there's another game that we played called Dual Souls, The Last, I want to say, what is this, The Last Bearer? Is that what it's supposed to be? I don't know, yeah, The Last Bearer. Uh, that game 
is broken. That game is completely unfinished. That first <laughs> off, it looks like a really bad deviant art. Uh, oh no, like art style. Uh, it's terrible. It's absolutely fucking ass. Um, <laughs> their super system is like so. the The way that the button layout is is that you have three attack buttons and a special. But they, there's no, it's kind of like um, Fantasy Strike. If you ever played Fantasy Strike, uh, there's no quarter circle forward, quarter circle back. It's all like, if you, it's like Super Smash Brothers. If you hold forward and hit yeah. the special button, you do the, the Shoryuken. You hold it new, uh, in neutral, you do the Hadouken. Um, it's kind of like something along the same lines of that. It is rough. It is a disgusting mess. <laughs> and at one point, uh, I was playing as like, he kind of looks like Dalsum, but he's got this big old staff and he fights like nine from Blaze Blue where he just like does spells. And then the other, my friend was playing like some some monk lady. And this bitch straight up pieced the fuck out. She left the, <laughs> she left combat. She okay. fucking dipped out. She took the camera guy with him because as I'm moving around the stage, the camera's not panning to me. I walked off wow. the stage, walked back on. So no, that yeah, yeah. H2O is talking about it right now. Dual souls, and they call it a fucking fighting game. That game is crazy <laughs> terrible. We were just like, what do we fucking do? Because after time ran out and I was supposed to have won, every like the dude just looked at the screen and like, yo, what are you gonna do now? There was no continuing. The game's <laughs> fucking <was> over. <laughs> Jeez, fucking stupid. That's that's some good shit. <laughs> that uh, is some good shit there. Surprisingly, a good game. I think it's made by like a, uh, a Spanish or Indonesian developer, but there's a game called Bayani, uh, small time indie fighting game. Um, it looks like everything takes place in some sort of Latin America um, setting. Um, can't really say too much about it. It's also within the same vein of uh, Fantasy Strike and uh not rising force i don't remember the uh the name of the other game but it's like one of the easier fighting games the the accessible fighting games um that game is pretty good uh in addition to that what else did we play oh fight of animals have you heard of fight of animals i have not okay fight of animals wait is... no yes is this the one where you can play as like what is it like <sighs> long cat Long cat you can play and like a stealing a, cat. You can play as like a play gorilla Doge. too. Yeah. Oh no, no, it's not a gorilla. It's a crow gorilla. All right. It's Dang. a crow and a gorilla. As it's a it's a bird oh, with no. arms. It's some avatar no. bullshit. Oh, so it's no. made by the same people who did Fight of Gods, and we play okay, Fight yeah, of Gods. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. That game is fucking insane. Fight of Gods oh, is stupid. It I sounds like it. there's a crow gorilla in there. Yeah. <laughs> crow gorilla. No. Fight, Fight of, of God Animals is great because you got to play as Jesus and he was buffed. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And he uses his fucking broken yeah, he ass broke rock the crucifix as, and he uses as them as yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's fucking Fight dope. Fight of God is stupid. Let's Let's love it. Go, boys. Oh, man. Yo, Fight of God uh, stream win. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it tonight. Don't test me. <laughs> but yo, oh, no. Man. Fight of Animals is absolutely insane. I want to get more on that. I want to see if I can get more people to play that. Um, but besides that, we had the fighting game stream, whatever. But on Thursday, I think I attempted to get the 3080. Now I'm I'm gonna 
blow my load right now. Oh, are we doing it? Are we doing it? <laughs> we can talk about it. We can talk about it. I want. I needed to tell this story. Okay, so I went to go get the thirty eighty. It turns out it was the same day that the PlayStation Five was getting their pre orders done. I had no idea. I didn't have any plans to do that. I that that the night before, I'm like, yo. Corey, I'm getting this fucking 3080. Yep. Then, right as I'm going to bed, my wife turns around and is like, yo, you have a dentist appointment at 9 o'clock in the morning. I said, no, the fuck I don't. Not today, I don't. <laughs> oh, yes, the fuck you do. <laughs> and, and she's like, you're going to the fucking dentist appointment at 9 o'clock in the morning. So I'm like, all right, fine, cool. It's cool. It's whatever. It's fine. I go to my dentist appointment. I don't show up. In, I'm at, I'm in the parking lot, so my wife can't call me a liar. Okay, I went to my <laughs> oh, dentist. Oh no! I sat in the parking lot yeah. for about twenty minutes, fighting with the Best Buy app. <laughs> yep. Trying to get these fucking thirty eighties. This fucking card is in my cart, and it will not let me buy. So <sighs> I, I, I'm losing my patience. I tried four different cards. I tried the EVGA. I tried the MSI. I tried the original Founders Edition. Nothing. I'm not getting. I was any late hit for class. Shit. Exactly. I was late to a dentist appointment. I go in. I do my dentist appointment, and I am. I'm sorry to this lady. I am absolutely rude to this bitch because I'm in a bad mood. As she's trying to get me to open up my mouth, I'm opening up my mouth, but I got the phone right in my fucking face because I need to get the goddamn card in my no. cart and not to buy shit. I'm gonna talk okay. about mine more during the news so, segment, but yeah, it's so it was a shit out, show. My teeth are fucking balling. But when I leave, I'm just like, what am I gonna do at this point? They they ain't shit. And Corey tells me, it's like, yo, Best Buy opens at 10. And I'm like, okay, yep. let's let's go to Best Buy. Best Buy is just down the road. So I go to Best Buy. I'm like the second person there. Uh this dude is like waiting in the wrong fucking line, and I'm behind him. I, I don't know, I don't know the difference. And he doesn't he doesn't say shit to me. I understand it's COVID, but this asshole doesn't have a mask on anyway. And I'm the only one out there with a fucking mask. And I'm yep. just like, whatever, I'm gonna do me. This lady, this old 60-year-old, like skinny ass lady, walks by and was like, Are you waiting for the store to open? And I'm just like, Yeah. And she's like, Well, the line's over here. And I'm like, okay. So I stomp the fuck over there because fuck that dude. You're not wearing a mask anyway. I'm first. <laughs> So I walk over, I'm first in line. This lady comes behind me, all right? The guy from Best Buy comes out, and he's just like, yo, if you're looking for PS5s, I got bad news for you. I said, fuck PS5, I'm here for 3080. He was like, okay, bet. I'm going to go check in the back. As this lady is, as, as we're waiting, this lady comes talking to me, talking up me up and shit like that. And she's just like, yo, I hope that you don't have an Android phone because I'm having issues. I'm just like, well, what's the problem with your Android phone? And she's just like, oh, well, I can't get pe people are on my, my phone, my Facebook and shit like that. I'm just like, so why don't you just unfollow them? She's just like this, this look of like not understanding. <laughs> right? She doesn't understand the concept of unfollowing a motherfucker. So I'm just like, give me your phone. Let me see what your problems is. Let's let's not bother these nice people's time. So we start going through this phone, and somehow she like followed this fitness guru from Indonesia. And I'm just like, how do I get this man off my phone? Because I don't want him to get my information. I'm just like, oh, you poor child. You poor child. Oh, and I'm no. like, don't worry, I got you. So I just click the buttons. So I unfollow. I'm, not, I'm helping her through. And she's like, good. Well, there's this man who's my friend who's on my friend list, but he's from Peru. And I don't want him to have my information. I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with you, lady? But like, do you just like randomly add people or like set <laughs> I don't add people from high school? So exactly. 
surprised when I show her how to, to remove shit. And she's getting like super excited. She's just like, oh my God, you are tech genius. And like my <laughs> Doesn't that feel bonus, great? <laughs> just like solid baby arm, right? <laughs> my, my ego boner is huge. I'm like, hey, let's, let's, I'm feeling good. And I'm like, I'm helping out a lady. I'm doing my good deed of the day. I'm going to get my 3080. Everything's going to be great. Well, this lady, at, before this, the, the, the lady continues to talk to me, the guy comes out and she's like, yo, if you're here for 3080, I got bad news for you too. And I'm like, oh, fuck, whatever. This lady then turns around and just like, oh, well, before you, can you help me with something else? I'm like, what's the problem? She's just like, I keep on getting these messages. And she started getting really quiet. Like she didn't want anyone to hear. Uh -oh. And I'm like, oh, this bitch is about to drop some racist ass shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, I don't want these people to hear. I'm just like, oh, lady. I'm, what do you I'm, mean I'm, these I'm, people? What do you mean these people? <laughs> and apparently some people invited her into a message that she agreed to. And she's just like, these people keep on inviting me to these fuck me parties. <laughs> And I don't, and, I, and I, for a split second, for a split second, I almost wanted to be like, well, do you need, do you need a plus one? <laughs> and I had to hold myself back because I've already built a repertoire with this lady that I am an upstanding citizen. And but you had, are not. But had anti-Chris not oh, had man. this ring on, you know, I... Look, <laughs> grandma pussy is pussy. That's all no, I got to say. No. You took it so there. I was always just like, yo, well, well, add me, and then we can go together. But that didn't happen. That didn't happen. I'm just like, look, lady, you just got to. I'm gotta glad you didn't get your 3080 now. <laughs> Piece of shit. That right there <laughs> took it all down. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, but, yeah, moral of the story is you didn't get a 3080. <laughs> I didn't get a 3080. My only other thing that I got to talk about is that I got these really nice uh, Nintendo Switch covers. I don't know if you can see them. Nice. These oh, things yeah, are they look like, like the Japanese. Uh, yeah, thing. Japanese water. Yeah, the Japanese thing. Um, so I'm trying to. Uh, I've already opened up one of my Joy Cons. All the parts fell out. So I need to go on a fucking. Uh, a fucking video to figure out how to put my uh, my Joy-Con back yeah. together with these new things, but that that's that's my week. That's oh, my week. Since we're I'm into gilfs. That's, that's how we go. <laughs> there it is. That's the podcast episode right there. <laughs> right there. Uh, I mean, since we're talking about the modding real quick, I have I've told y'all how I've modded my Switch, right? Yes. No, I have yeah. heard of it. Okay, I'll show you real quick. Game track. So right when I got my Switch, uh, these kits came out that you can buy on Amazon, and I have mine to where my Joy-Cons look like the N64 oh, uh, Atomic Purple, and it also, it's also on the back as well. So, Chris, when you say I opened my Joy-Con and everything fell out, I feel your problem, because those things are... You think those things were bad opening them? Wait until you try to put them back together. I That's had where to, I'm at. I had to re... Like, I tightened my right Joy-Con too much, and my right trigger was just you doing itself without me doing it so you got to find the sweet spot and also you have to buy a specific uh screwdriver for nintendo products just like with the tri -wings. yep so the the thing that i bought the the cases actually came with its own tri-wing well, there you go perfect 
Nice. So that was pretty dope. They have nice. not evolved from that since the Super Nintendo cartridges. Nope. The GBAs <laughs> take them. The GBAs need try wings. And I mean, yeah. they're not expensive. You can go to like any home improvement store and get us get some, but it's just no. like, come on, Nintendo. Yeah, they're they're even cheap online. Like the the place where I bought my parts, Handheld Legends, they had one for like three bucks or something. Mm-hmm. let's 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 hit this news as we say uh hidden details not revealed during the ps5 showcase now while sony hit us with the glitz and glamour of final fantasy 16 and demon souls some of the playstation 5's details were hidden from the public for starters demon souls was announced to be a launch title for the playstation 5 along with destruction all-stars spider-man miles morales sackboy and astro's playroom spider-man miles morales ultimate edition has also been announced for the playstation 5 which includes a remaster of spider-man for the ps4 offering improved uh, character models ray tracing reflections and shadows improved lighting more vehicles and crowds also, three extra shoot, three extra suits. Uh, also, as was speculated months back, the introductory price of sixty nine ninety nine for select AAA titles are now here, uh, with some titles hitting as high as eighty euros for our European counterparts. That's ninety four seventy two in U.S. dollars. In fact, it seems like the European market is getting screwed all around by Sony, as there's no adjustment for inflation on the PlayStation Five where they are also paying 499 euros or 590 uh, dollars. Compare that to the 449 British pounds uh, translating into 531 or the 49,980 Japanese yen which comes out to 477.98 in the states. And that also doesn't seem to include sales tax either because in the in the European Union they have that tax. So that tax is dependent based on whatever country that you're in and it is a flat tax across all of your purchases. So for example, in France, all of your sales tax has a 20% increase. So this is going to be 499 plus 20%. So we're they're looking at like they're looking at like over $600 per fucking unit. Now, these prices cited are all for the PlayStation 5 model with the Ultra Blu-ray disk drive. Uh, Sony is offering the slimmer slimmer PlayStation 5 Digital Edition with a 20% mark-off and may not just be for consumer convenience, factoring in that there is a higher margin for digital games and services and that the user will never buy a physical game. Sony earns about 50% more when the player purchases a third-party game digitally and 30% more when it's first-party. The guts of the two PS5 models are essentially the same, minus a $30 disc drive, and Sony is betting that a $100 discount on the digital version will yield dividends on the sales of digital games. According to the latest financial report from Sony, approximately 60% of all PS4 games sold between the 1st of July 2019 and June 30th, 2020 were all digital download. I mean, so it's, it's what is back, that telling us? It's going back to what GameTrack said. Uh, more people are playing digital. Mm-hmm. What is it's it? convenience, man. It's yeah. so convenient to right. just not go anywhere and just buy the game and play it. Well, that's the thing, a, too. You can download so. these games at midnight. You don't have to go to a midnight release or have to wait. Like I remember when Amazon you used to be able to get the game the day it releases. I think the only place that does that now if you pre-order a game is like uh, is Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Because I did yep. that with the Mario 3D All Stars, 
but it's really like for me and Chris, it kind of sucks because we are physical collectors. Like we have like having physical things, but I understand why. Uh, like I feel like the digital version is the one that people are going to buy more of. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to worry about it selling out. Um, the current state of the world, <laughs> people yeah. don't want to go out, um, and people just want to play the game. You know, especially the new age, it seems. Which once again, I hope that doesn't stop physical from ever being released because right. there will always be collectors, of course. But do we know that's... if uh, do we know the storage capacity on the PlayStation Fives? Eight hundred, and I want to say it's eight hundred and sixty gigabytes so not it's a terabytes. weird number yeah it's, it's like not, 800 and it's something. not high and the reason why they're doing that is because they're utilizing the m2 software or the m2 hardware so the m2s that you would uh see for pcs and shit like that the the really fast boot times and whatever uh sony is trying to capitalize on that yeah i mean because in my playstation 4 pro i'll have a solid state in it and i will tell you like play a monster hunter world monster hunter world those load times can be real rough but with that the low times are incredible that's another thing too if people are buying all these game dig games digitally on the digital platform then they should load quicker as well so i don't know uh like we talked about a lot of this with the show the, the showcase that we watched earlier and uh but that inflation stuff is messed up for isn't it like always european like the european market that always gets screwed on releases yeah, the European market seems to have the the higher price points on average. Um, there's no real um, what's the word I'm looking for balancing based on uh, inflation or what nation is uh, receiving what. Uh, there's no like consideration of uh, currency value. So European and it's funny because just recently, you know, with everything going on with Brexit, uh, I mean. Britain was using the euro mm -hmm. or did utilize the euro at one point. I mean, they always had the pound, but now it's like the country right next to Europe is paying $50 less essentially, or not even like 60 or $70 less than what the European counterparts are paying for. Like it's, it's crazy. A little goofy, but I don't know, like, uh, I still believe that Demon Souls won't be a PlayStation 4 only game. I think it will eventually come. You mean PS5? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. That's all I got to say about I think that so one. Too. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, aren't, aren't all the Dark Souls games on PC? All of them it except is. for Bloodborne. Except for Bloodborne. Except for Bloodborne. Yeah, and, and the OG Demon Souls as well. Right, right. Uh, and I don't know if that has to do with who owns the rights to it because uh, Bloodborne is technically, I think it's technically Sony first party the way that it was uh, published. Yeah, I mean, it's, and, it's in the PlayStation Plus thing for Five as well. And then Demon's Souls, I think, is proprietary Bluepoint. And I don't know if they've ever like moved stuff over to PC from PS4. Let me tell you, once Bloodborne comes onto the PC, it's over, man. Oh, it's over. That over. game on PC would be fucking beautiful. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. All right. Uh, next one we got goes back to a little bit about Chris's week. Is the pre-orders for the Nvidia's 3080 and the PlayStation Five uh, pre-orders was a complete shit show. Quick. 
uh, if you hope to get yourself a brand new shiny graphics card or a next-gen console this week, you were very likely disappointed. NVIDIA opened pre-orders for the new RTX 3080 on Thursday, and the graphics, uh, uh, and the graphics card, which outperforms the RTX 20 series despite its mid-range price tag, sold out instantly. There's a little caveat, caveat to that. That wasn't pre-orders at all. That was actual orders. The problem with it is RTX didn't do any form of pre-order. And that was, that was let the bots be able to swoop in. But I'll go in there. Let, let, let me get through this. Uh, online retailer Newegg said it experienced heavier traffic than on Black Friday and that the limited supply sold out in five minutes. The retailer also claimed that the orders were all human rather than bot. Uh, but the bots, did a the bots did play a significant role in the shortages. As PC Mag reported, resellers made, a, uh, made use of bots to snatch up dozens and dozens of RTX 3080 units. These cards are now on sale on eBay for hundreds of thousands of dollars more than our MSRP. Bot software is sold as a subscription service to resellers who then join crook groups on Discord to help coordinate the snatching up of high-demand items. This practice began largely with sneakers, but has become more and more common with video games and hardware, including the Nintendo Switch, and games that require gadgets like Ring Fit Adventure. Sony fans encountered a shockingly similar issue when pre-orders for the PlayStation 5 went live, all of a sudden, a day before they were supposed to. Sony unveiled the PS5's price on Wednesday and said the pre-orders would go live as early as tomorrow, and then retailers opened pre-orders without any warning whatsoever right away. Once again, resellers and limited supply uh, and limited supply conspired against uh, consumers, as did the sudden and early opening of, uh, of the floodgate. Now RTX 3080 cards and PS5 consoles are reselling on eBay for ridiculous amounts of money, and we must not capit capitulate? I don't capitulate. know. Capitulate. Apparently, I don't know how to read right. Uh, <laughs> resellers wouldn't be in this business if people didn't buy from them, as with the shortage of the Nintendo Switch units, the best way to respond to this nonsense is by not opening your wallet and exercising patience. At the very least, resellers would be forced to sell for MSRP or get stuck with a bunch of expensive hardware they can't offload uh, instead of making a bunch of money by doing literally nothing. A combination of limited supply, at least partly due to the manufacturing supply lines issued, issues created by the global coronavirus pandemic, bots and price gouging resellers, and huge demand created the perfect storm for both the RTX 3080 and PlayStation. Demand for the RTX 80 is higher, also thanks to crypto miners who use these cards to mine Bitcoin, Ethereum, and so forth. Hopefully Sony and NVIDIA and the respective, respective retailers peddling these products are able to go back and figure out which orders were placed by bots and cancel them, freeing up supply for normal people at actual prices. Retailers like Amazon need to be better about ensuring this doesn't happen in the first place, though Amazon is a hotbed for price gougers as well. Another issue the company should deal with rather than turn a wide eye to. So uh, a video came out yesterday on YouTube by uh, a tech channel I follow called Jace Two Cents. And mm -hmm. uh, they, there was a lot of updates to the situation. Apparently, NVIDIA, on it, specifically on NVIDIA's website, any of the Founders Editions that were bought, they're manually looking through all of them. Manually and uh, like using automated systems as well. And if any of them look suspicious, they're canceling those uh, orders right away. And, uh, but this whole thing with the 3080 could have been circumvented if you put in an, a two-factor pre-order system. Like, that would have worked to keep a lot of the bots out. But I don't know why NVIDIA didn't do some kind of pre-ordering system. 
like just like an open, actual pre-order like to open the floodgates and like literally i was at my computer like these went live on best buy at 8 a.m i at i did two minutes before the hour and two minutes after the hour i was hitting f5 to refresh and the screen went from notify me to sold out it never went to in stock yeah that's what i've heard from from most people trying to get one is it sold out immediately yeah, like uh, instantly some people got lucky like an hour later on nvidia's website a lot of them opened up because they were canceling order well the it was the the website just got over flooded and they literally a lot of the websites just went down because of the bots going yeah because literally like millions of people and bots clicking add to cart at the exact same time <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was weird because last <clears throat> week or a week before the actual launch there was an article that had come out saying that nvidia knows that there's going to be a shortage and nvidia knows that they're going to get hit by waves of scalpers and bots coming in and buying up their product and they don't have a adequate way of dealing with it you know the good um, thing is there is a good thing in here. Like there are the retailers and NVIDIA said there's more cards coming to be more available this week. Uh, but literally like Jay's two cents said, you have to basically wake up around the time somewhere would open up or where you think they kind of do their restocking and just hit F5 and maybe you'll get lucky. It's, That's unfortunate. One thing. I kind of want to know is how many did they sell initially? Like how many did they have? I don't think they released that information. I don't I think that know they've how many they actually number. built because they've only been in production for a month and a half. Yeah. Right. So they haven't been making these for like a year. Yeah. <clears throat> there are conspiracy yeah, theories that are saying like they're selling a lot of these and they're not even done yet. So a lot of people are like, well, you'll you'll get them, but you're going to get them at this related time or, or like that. But NVIDIA knew, like, they knew from that conference. Like, it's almost double. I mean, it is double the power performance of a 1080, and it's already better than a 2080 Ti at literally under half the cost. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's literally like, it, I have a 2080S, and it's twice the power of that for one card. And the thing is, it's the same price. <laughs> it's the That's same price. Insane. That's crazy. It's ridiculous. It really is. It's truly ridiculous. I mean, they knew that this was going to be like a top seller for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. for the PlayStation Five, that is just uh, the good thing with PlayStation. Like Sony did come out, which I was really surprised that they came out with uh, a tweet that said, "Let's be honest." PS5 pre-orders could have been a lot smoother. We truly apologize for that. Over the next few days, we will release more PS5 consoles for pre-order. Retailers will share more details, and more PS5s will be available through the end of the year. Uh, that's also just damage control. Of course. What, what I'm really upset about is that I don't know if this was a factor with the 3080, um, because they, everyone was saying, like, you can only buy one. You can't buy two 3080s. Uh, I I saw people on Twitter, uh, specifically uh, right before I unsubbed or unfollowed, uh, Rich from Review Tech USA. He tried buying ten of the PS5. Of course he did, and only got three. Of course he did. Man, talk about an anti like hero story that with with Rich man like it's I I don't know man. I don't it's, know. It's but crazy. I mean, he, there were bots just, that some people bought 14 cards. That's God, insane. That's so ridiculous. There, are, There's listings right now for $80,000 for one of these cards. 
Like, that's <laughs> stupid. But what's funny is a lot of the people that have control that do have bots are countering the bots. Like, they're mm-hmm. going in and, like, actually putting exorbitant amount of, like, bids on these things and fucking them over and all this other stuff. But, and I mean, even people that were trying, because they're in, in, in that video by Jay's Two Cents, uh, I think the guy's name is Phil. He said, "My I have friends that use bots, but they literally use their bot to try and get one, and they couldn't even get one. That's ridiculous. That's a shame, man. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one thing when something sells out and all people buy it, but it's another thing when you go online and see half the stock, you know, being scalped. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and seventy percent of all this of all the product that gets per- purchased ends up on eBay yep. for fourteen hundred dollars a pop. Like that's it's greed. Most of the people <laughs> that got fi- fi- that physically got one got them from like micro centers. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they had to wait in line. To, I would, if there was somewhere here, I, so here's the thing. I went to, on Friday, I went to the local, be- well, not local. I had to drive pretty far. I went to Little Rock and I went into the, the Best Buy there. And I was like, hey, do you guys have a 3080? And of course I got the one guy. You ever talk to that person that I guess like works in retail and was like waiting all day for a customer that understands tech and <laughs> they won't leave you alone? <laughs> You, mm-hmm. you ever tried to do the like, all right, well, I got to go. I did that four times, guys. And oh, he was man. like, and the last time he was like, oh, that's a cool tattoo. And I was like, yeah, that's why I got Here it. Like, go. you know, like, <laughs> I was just like, man, I got to give oh, it to Zach at Best Buy. That guy. Whew. He wanted to be your friend. He if he to had a 3080, friend. I'd be his friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if he'd be like, oh, man, I got one. Do you want it? I'm like, fuck yeah, I want it. So, uh, yeah. I just hope that one comes into stock on Best Buy before the 30th of September because I have a birthday coupon I'm trying to use. So, oh, nice. And that's, that's a 10% off. That's $70. So, Dude, but, I'm, I'm, I'm literally just waiting for Micro Center to get one because I live, I live about 30 minutes away from a Micro Center. Oh, wow. And, um, Lucky. Yeah, what I did is I bought my 2080S this year and I got the two-year extended warranty. And it's basically just whatever you want. It doesn't even matter. Like, whatever you want to exchange it for, you can get store credit back for whatever you paid for it, and you can get something else. Right. So when the 3080 gets to a point where I can comfortably walk in the store, and <laughs> I will. But right now, I am not playing any games that need that. Yeah. <laughs> so I can wait. There, There's a story of a guy that uh, went in with his 2080 Ti, returned it, got $1,300, walked over to the micro center line, gave the guy in front $500 for his spot, walked, got the spot, and then got a 3080 for the exact same price as what he paid Hell for his 2080. Yeah. And wow. the guy in the front was like, fuck yeah, $500? <laughs> Heck yeah. Well, the guy Hell asked me, he's like, are yeah. you buying all of them? He's like, no, I just want one. And the guy was like, yeah, sure. So that guy only had to pay 200 for his 3080. That's awesome. I wow. Will- I would have loved to be that guy, just in the right place at the right time. <laughs> right man. place at the right time. Just be like, I don't really need this 3080, but I'm $500 richer and just walk away. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I'm going to be on it, like, because I'm not buy, buying it a next gen right away. Like, this is my next gen. I skipped the 20 series because I had a 10, I spent a good amount on this 1080 that I got. And, uh, but the the things I've seen with the 3080 and like, how I stream and play games from a thir- from the same PC, I feel like a 3080 would definitely help with that. 
So I don't know. I'm it's unfortunate, but this is the reality that we live in. Like anytime there's yeah. a demand for anything, there's gonna like these bots and scalpers don't care what it is. Like the bots started with sneakers. It's just whatever is in demand. I'm pretty sure it yep. happened with toilet paper at the beginning of COVID. Oh, 100%. I mean, we, we, we saw that, didn't we? We saw that dude from Arizona who bought up all those fucking uh, toilet and cleaning supplies. Yep. And then when things died down, he had an overstock and he tried selling it back on Amazon. And they were like, no, fuck you. Oh, yeah. There's stores like Walmart and all that that aren't taking They're like, we will not take returns on any of these specific items. Mm-mm. And I'm pretty sure in the fine print, it says you pieces of shit. holy shit it totally should i mean we've all worked retail so we know how it can be so exactly yeah all right uh, and then the next one that we got uh i don't know if you guys are familiar i'm pretty sure we all all are pretty which backtracks on their mid-roll ad campaign so uh, on September 14th, Twitch was eyeing a potentially lucrative new revenue stream by experimenting with the displays of adverts midstream to some non-subscribers. The commercials run across both affiliate and partner channels, with creators receiving their share of revenues. Picture-in-picture viewing for all channels uh, would be enabled to minimize, to minimize the streamer as much as possible. Uh, while mid-ad roles are no strangers to Twitch, these options have sat in the direct control of the players themselves. Instead, Twitch set out its own ground rules, such, uh, such as informing viewers in advance of when an advert is incoming to head off any potential irritation. Well, it turns out that nobody liked that either. After an immense amount of backlash, Twitch quickly ended the testing phase of its greedy mid-roll ad scheme. The host of the Twitch News Live, Zach Busey, pointed out that Twitch's attention to the feedback proves that it is listening to community's feedback. He also stated that, uh, that the remove mid-ad... Uh, I'm sorry... The remove mid-roll ads is the highest voted suggestion on Twitter on Twitch's user voice. Clips of streamers have uh sorry. Clips of streamers having their viewing experience ruined by the automated ads started to surface, and the community's voice could be heard at, on many different platforms. With this much noise coming from the internet, it would be impossible not to hear it. However, Twitch is notorious for making simple-minded mistakes, so this likely won't be the last uh, fans hear from this Twitch's disappointing. Uh, I had sent, we don't have it on the docket, but I had sent a, uh, a tweet that this guy, he stated, he goes, this was just a, like, it wasn't a trick, but he's like, I experimented. So he was doing a stream where he was like trying to beat the final boss of dark souls three. And then he, he, he timed it up to where, when he would actually like kill the boss, it happened when a mid roll ad would happen. And so when the, the ad happened, basically his stream went away and all you could see was like three ads in a row. And then when you came back, him and his girlfriend were like crying and like happy that they finished the fight and all that stuff. And you're just like, that's the shit that could happen if this mid-roll ad stuff keeps going how it is. Like to not have control over that is bullshit. Complete bullshit. That's crazy. I, I, don't, I really don't understand what they were thinking when they tried to pull this shit. <laughs> like, like seriously and i it's think just... the update is the update now is like they've gotten rid of it like or you can at least like turn the mid-roll ads off but just to even have to have the backlash to begin with it's like did you not it's... think that someone would be pissed off about this it's, it's something that they cut <laughs> it's something that uh sajam touched on in one of his uh his channels where it's just like you know i i personally would probably be like somebody that they target because I never 
take a break for an ad. He has a um what is that? What is the like the the high speed low drag fucking uh special emotes or you you turn in your your channel points. Oh yeah, for yeah, like yeah. certain things. Right, right. Well, he has a channel point that's like you know you turn in a thousand channel points you remind him to take a fucking ad break because he's not going to remember to fucking do it right right but the thing is is that he'll be in the middle of like spitting some fighting game knowledge um because that's what a lot of his conversation is that's what a lot of his content is is like he's just talking about uh the state of the fighting game community and then a fucking mid-roll ad comes in as he's like dropping these golden nuggets of of knowledge and then you come back and everyone's just like, yo, can you repeat that shit again? Because I just had two minutes of fucking ads. And it doesn't hit everybody. It hits everyone who's not a subscriber. And it doesn't even hit every single uh, viewer. It's all randomized. Yeah. So I, I never this, got hit with one during the, this, the... I got hit with it once. I was on Bruce Green's uh, channel. And it just fucking... It rolled through. Right as he was coming to... Like, I think he was playing um, Microsoft flight simulator yeah that's some that's some doo-doo <laughs> and that it was it was just something fucking stupid so i i'm glad it's out that's all i'm gonna say i'm glad it's done same i just yeah. twitch is already I, making so much money oh my god they're the only i mean it's they have all the market share <laughs> like yeah. all of it you know youtube and facebook aren't even close so what's the point point? and so this is not the first time twitch has been in our newsreel with bad news so mm -hmm. and them to fix this so quickly, yeah, they are listening. They just choose to what to listen to what they want. I mean, they don't have much to listen to that. Yeah, I mean, there's many times where we had uh, we've had you know some streamers that have done questionable things, but have not been banned, even though they clearly broke TOS and all that stuff. So it's 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 a game. It's a it's a money making game, just like everything is. That's what it is. Exactly. I, I think that the just the next thing that goes down is that they they took this away and now they're going back and like okay so how how else do we do we get, get this, our fingers in there exactly yep um because this isn't the end it's not the end <laughs> All they're, the they're ads looking should through. be controlled by the streamer right it's, I mean it's they, it should, go ahead no I go feel ahead, like I'm probably gonna do because I'm not gonna lie I don't take ad rolls like I just I, just I don't, don't like it I don't have enough viewers anyways. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like commercials, <laughs> so yeah. I'm not gonna force my, you know. And it's not like they give you a ton of money for it anyway. I mean, unless you're the type of person that is, once again, doing it for a living, then that's when it becomes you're important. Like an ambassador, to you. maybe. Yeah, exactly. Like like if you're someone super important in the Twitch community, then you might need some ad revenue. But, but for it's me, not about you; it's about yeah. them. Exactly. It's not them. Exactly. They're the ones who are making the money. Because, like, think about it. It's really, it's really cynical to think about it. But like, you're giving free labor to amazon mm -hmm. by streaming mm -hmm. yep because they're making money off of you 100 and so by them trying to force the ad roll on you it's just another aspect of them trying to monetize everything that you do yeah so it, it's it's just really really shitty if you don't think twitch and, is all about the money just look how quickly they took shroud and ninja yeah oh god i mean it's it's always been all about the money especially yeah. since amazon bottom i mean it's it's yep. been all about the money that's that's we are privileged to have a platform like this to do what we'd love to do. So they are going to milk it for every single cent that it is well, worth. It's the same thing like with you. It's not so much the same thing with YouTube because like if someone could figure out the algorithm to like 
boot YouTube out the way and like change it. Like, I think that would be different with Twitch. There have been like we've had Mixer and we've had things that could be better, but I, I it's crazy, man. It's just like Twitch has this firm grass, and everyone's it's like, cool. "Oh, Facebook gaming is gonna kill Twitch." I'm like, "No, it's not. Facebook gaming is not gonna kill Twitch. Not even it's not even gonna hold a candle to it, man." No. <laughs> Facebook has like its eyes set on other aspects of the social media uh, world, so to say. They've got their hands in other. And other avenues so i don't necessarily think that they're ready to try to take on twitch no but. well the twitch. thing is go ahead the thing is i loved like i i love twitch like twitch is great i've been with twitch from i mean i've been with like not a streamer the entire time but i've been on twitch for years and i've seen everything it's been going through and i'm just like man i remember when it was just in tv like the reason i shit on twitch so much the reason i shit on things most of the time it's because I love them so much because they make me so mad. It's, I mean, it's, I mean, I don't have a kid, but I would kind of feel like that's how it is. Like, oh my God, you piss me off so much, but I love you. Like, I love you so much. Like that, it's kind of, I got to be careful too, because it could turn into Stockholm syndrome. So mm -hmm. <laughs> you have to be like, no, Twitch never, it was just me guys. I didn't do anything bad. Twitch is, Twitch is okay. So I don't know. It's 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 still amazing to me, and I think Bruce Green said it too. He's like, it's amazing that just anyone can stream. Game, I yep. mean, Game Tracks just said it in this podcast. Like, it's amazing that you could just be like, "Hey, I have, I can stream at you know seven twenty and be fine. Let's just play this game." Like that's, it takes two seconds to set up an account. Yep. But it's it's crazy, dude. I mean, it, that's the thing. You know, it's it's kind of like this reminds me. Um, Twitch kind of reminds me of GameStop. Like, I'm I'm gonna say a really short story. But um, GameStop was my very first job. And I worked there when, um, you know, right as they bought EB Games and all that stuff. And it was great at the very beginning. But one thing about GameStop is they realized how golden their employment was. Like, okay, this this place is a great place to work. Um, anybody would want to work here. So let's take advantage of that. And that's exactly what Twitch is doing. They're taking advantage of all of its streamers by trying to find ways to make more and more money off of us because we're not going to stop doing it. You know what I mean? It's Especially like, can. yeah, it's, it's addictive after a while. Like you really start to love it, yeah. <laughs> especially do it for a living. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So they just know that and they're going to capitalize on that. And no one else mixer was the biggest chance of being direct competition. I mean, it's freaking Microsoft. Yeah. Microsoft does not compete with Twitch. Who else is there? <laughs> YouTube. That's I mean, all they even, got. Even if like a small independent thing like came out and it it wouldn't be able to. Twitch is too big. Twitch would crush Twitch it. Is Twitch is yeah, either Twitch crush it or buy it out is what they would do. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean so, to yeah. be like it, it's really hard because I mean we have a small platform and there's many times like ah fuck that no that shit's not gonna change us. But on the other hand, we've also said we would take a raid Shadow Legends sponsorship in a heartbeat. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I made a streaming platform that Twitch was like, hey, we'll buy this for $100 million, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, that's a lot of money. That's Where's my integrity at? And I am guess, I mean, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. The thing is, we talk, I mean, we'll talk shit on Twitch, but at least one of the three of us is probably going to be streaming. I mean, we're streaming on it right now. So <laughs> I know. I know. And the thing is, there are tons of streamers that talk that they don't necessarily, I mean, you can always tell the people that know, like, Twitch is their bread and butter. They're careful about how they how they talk about the platform. Mm -hmm. People on YouTube do that but, too. Yeah, but the thing is, it's just the truth. Like it truly is, and they know. They just want to see if they can get away with it. 
that's, that's all it is. That's when you got to speak up on shit like this. People speak yeah, up about exactly. it. And they're like, you know, the no, internet no. voice is huge now. I mean, shit, we, we changed the Sonic movie. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking Sonic movie. <laughs> we changed I, I want the first movie. That's what I wanted. I wanted the first movie just to terrify children. Yes. I would need the Snyder cut of the Sonic movie is what I need. So good Lord. Oh man. Uh, but that's all yeah, we, we got for a... the news, man. Like we usually try to have nicer news, but sometimes you just got to get down to the nitty gritty. Any questions? Um, yes. I was wondering, um, what's the recommended amount of dedicated wham I should have to serve? Question from Scotty Mofa Show. Uh, question for Game Tracks. Uh, know you know the game OS, the game's OST, obviously. Have you made the dive into OST vinyls with data discs, Mondo, etc.? Also, thanks for donating during the Dreamcast Marathon. Oh, no problem. No problem at all. Great cause. But um, no, I have not, unfortunately. Um, there was one vinyl I wanted to buy, and that was Sonic Mania soundtrack. Ooh, <laughs> I wanted to buy the vinyl for Sonic Mania soundtrack. That's a good one. Yeah, but unfortunately, I have not started collecting any of that. Um, at you some point, I would get like out of to. Our Discord then, because Chris has Chris is like a virus when it comes to getting people to buy vinyls. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> He's already giving me that look. He's just like, oh, so you're he's already got in me. Vinyl. Like, I bought, I have the Shovel Knight vinyl. I have uh, Windjammers vinyl. I have the Messenger vinyl. And now it's gone into regular music. My wife's like, we don't right. have a vinyl player. I was like, we will one day. <laughs> you don't have a vinyl player? We have a really shitty one, but it's not like a super good one. And now that you've made me paranoid to put my vinyls on a shitty vinyl player because I don't want them warped. I won't put any vinyls on it now. Yeah, you need to be careful <laughs> with that shit. Like, that's no joke. Yeah. I look at it as a music preservation now. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. Absolutely. So let me, let me, there's a, ca not a caveat, but you said you wanted the Sonic Mania. What is the one soundtrack that you would want to have on vinyl? Like, if you could only choose one. Ooh, Streets of Rage 2, man. Streets of Rage 2? Streets of Rage 2 on vinyl. I felt like that, that was that, coming. <laughs> yeah, dude. Can you blame me? <laughs> no, I really can't. It's it's a it's a dope ass soundtrack. So. It's such a dope soundtrack, man. I unfortunately did not get the Mega Man X uh, vinyl collection because I didn't have two hundred dollars oh. to drop on it. But Dang. well, because it's all it's X one through eight. And oh wow! Okay, so it's all of X. Okay, I would yeah. like to just buy X one and X two because and I, I would say X one, X two, X three, and X four. But after that, I'm just like, eh. it gets kind of generic afterwards. Yeah, yeah. but. It is what it is. I recently bought, I think, what was it? Chris, did you get that Cowboy Bebop vinyl? It's in the mail. Is it? Okay. I got mine's in the mail as well. So that was the last vinyl I bought. So I'm waiting on that. I think the last vinyl I got was from an actual band. I don't typically uh, get vinyls or soundtracks from video games that much. Um, mainly because I'm really big into like video game remixes. Yeah. So if I can get like some remixes in uh i mean that would be my my go-to however uh the messenger soundtrack i have that that was like 20 bucks that's why phenomenal. i bought it yeah that was only yeah exactly that was only 20 bucks however i am eyeing this uh sonic mania uh lp <laughs> and it's going it's going for 43 bucks total 
So that's probably going to be something I snatch up. Doom 2016 is on uh, Bethesda's website, but it's like $40, which isn't bad. I would pay it, but the shipping is like $30 or something close Get to fucked. that. And I'm just like, man, I can't. The shipping gets me. Uh, with, no. the, with the recent uh, re-release of the Scott Pilgrim game, I would hope that uh, there would be some kind of vinyl re-release of the Anamanaguchi soundtrack. That would be mm-hmm. cool to have on vinyl. Yeah. Those are like not cheap. They're like over a hundred dollars. <laughs> it's dumb. <laughs> it is. It's, it's real dumb. Uh, Mr. Haru asks, name a character you think would most likely become a VTuber. I thought you were gonna skip this one. <laughs> I nope. I gotta give everyone their chance. And you know, Haru has been down this fucking rabbit hole. Of he needs VTubers. to get out of it. <laughs> I I I don't know what it is, man. Uh, you know, who do you does, think would a be a VTuber? GT, do you know what a VTuber is? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to learn today. <laughs> I was about to ask, but I was afraid to. <laughs> I was like, wait, what am I getting so myself into? VTubers are people who stream, but they put on an anime persona. It's like, I think it's computer generated. It's a facial recognition. And, oh, I've seen that. I've yeah. seen that. Some of them are really YouTube. funny creepy as hell <laughs> i am not a fan yeah uh, chris did record. you know that uh cranky is a vtuber now what yeah cranky plays or something like that he has a little anime bear girl and he uses a high-pitched voice and i'm just like cranky what happened <laughs> no. he's been making this video game for the last three fucking years he's and he's just like yeah he's just i don't know man he went down a rabbit hole and that's it it's now <laughs> it's, it's like, literally it's literally consumed him what can't reach what him. like when he says what character is he talking like what anime character or like what are we talking about here i'm 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 thinking like streamer you know maybe a like a streamer a game track would you like to... <laughs> that that's a, that's who needs to be a vtuber now <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, I'd rather go cameraless. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm going to go with Majin Obama because he's actually done the VTuber Dude. thing and he makes himself a dog and I can I can tolerate that. That's true. He's just he's just a talking dog that talks shit. I, I do yipes. Yipes. yipes? I've, I've seen I've, I don't know. Some of them are, are like cool and acceptable. Some of them are just too much. Like that's the way I look at it. Like some, some of them are, of them are super much. funny. There's one that I saw on Twitch or Twitter where it's just the way they are acting and like relate to things is fucking hilarious and sometimes mm-hmm. most of the time it's like broken english are the ones i see too so like, the one that made me super laugh was there's do you guys remember there's one of the castles in mario one where if you don't jump off of the step just right you'll fall right in the lava i think it's yeah. one of the later ones and uh she goes all right much confidence and she falls in the fire and she goes no confidence <laughs> that was the only one that made me fucking laugh out loud and it's just yeah h2o says clickbait as a motherfucker i gotta agree with that a little bit mm-hmm. a little bit yeah uh next question uh this is coming from you Corey. yeah do you think a sonic 3d all-stars would sell and what three games did you want in it i posed this to megavision's podcast because i think they recorded uh today as well but they were recording uh, I had put on there my and I think this is probably going to be a lot of people's choices. I would do 
I like Sonic Adventure 2 more than I like Sonic Adventure 1, but I would do Sonic Adventure. You like Sonic Adventure 1 more? No, I like 2 more. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, okay, I was cool. Sonic We're Adventure 2, uh, Sonic Colors, and I think I put Sonic Generations in there. Ooh. Definitive Sonic Generations for consoles. It needs to be done. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the PC version, once you play it, you can't go back. Like 60 yeah. FPS is how that game was meant to be played. Yeah. yeah. The game is Which, gorgeous. Yeah, it's it's freaking gorgeous. I streamed that not too long ago and had a lot of fun with it. Oh, it's great. <clears throat> it the problem is is that usually when I think of like you know think back to the Super Mario 3D All Stars thing, um, it's kind of like a snapshot. It's easy to do with Mario because it's like back they had one Mario game like one core platformer for each of their consoles. So they yeah, had yeah, one yeah. for N64 one for GameCube, one, technically two, On the for the Wii. Yeah. Um, with Sonic, it's like they throw darts at a dartboard and hope that something sticks. There's like seven <laughs> so, on the Wii. <laughs> so if I'm thinking like anything, like I'm just like, okay, well, what if we just did like the adventure series? Okay, well, what would be the third game? And the next game is Sonic Heroes. Well, maybe we skip Sonic Heroes. And what we have behind that? Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> I was gonna like, put that in my three. <laughs> you can't, you can't win. You can't win with that. Uh, but then again, you look at like, oh, Sonic Colors is great. Sonic Generations is fantastic. What comes after that? Uh, well, before that was Sonic Unleashed, and I don't Man. think that we want to necessarily do that. And then after Generations, you have Sonic Lost World, which that's, that's unfortunate. That's an unfortunate circumstance. Behind yeah. that is Sonic Forces. Oh, so what, what are you going to do? It's getting a sequel. So. so I have a suggestion here. This okay. is what they should do. The best of Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. That's what we need. We don't need an All-Stars because, okay. you know, that could be, you know, the games in a row. But if it's the best of Sonic the Hedgehog, it's the best games in the mix. That's that's something that would make so more Sonic sense. Sonic Three and Knuckles would definitely be in there. In that quality with Sonic, unfortunately, Mario has always been about quality versus quantity. So Sonic likes to try things. Unfortunately, uh, when I remember when Shadow <laughs> the Hedgehog. You Sonic fan, or they could just what they could do is they could just go online and download all the fan games. Because God damn it, there's yeah. some fan. <laughs> I played fan games last. Um, what was that Saturday? Yeah, I played Sonic fan games, and some of them blew my mind. That one that I walked in on, I was like, "What the fuck is this? This looks great!" Dude, Sonic GT yeah. blew my freaking mind. I could not believe what I was looking at. I'm like, fans, man? and yeah. it was fleshed out completely. Like it was fleshed out. Like it did not look like a half baked game. I mean, fan games are the reason Mania happened, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. They took everybody from the Mania team, even the composer, and were like, hey, y'all are making our next Sonic game, like, straight up. And they made Sonic Forces 2. <laughs> and just... Bro. <laughs> Bro. Talk about embarrassing. Look, I gotta get my fursona back, alright? So... <laughs> <laughs> if they bring that shit back, I'm going to riot. You know oh, they're going man. to. I'm... Didn't so- For- Sonic Forces made them money, right? I have no idea. I bought it for 10 bucks on Steam and played it literally two times 
one time on stream and one time off. I have not touched that game since. It is so uninspired. I know a guy that bought that game, beat it within the three-hour window, and then returned it. (laughs) (laughs) That's some good And I don't blame him. I should have done the same thing, but I bought mine on Switch. Uh, That game made me so fucking mad. Kiki came into the house when I was fucking playing that shit. She walked in and she was like, hey, why are you mad? And I'm just like... (laughs) Well, the thing is... I could see it before I even had, I didn't have to buy it or play it. I knew I was like, that ain't for me. I'm not playing that. That's not going to be a good game. Oh man. I, I was bad. I watched a uh, game grump stream that or play that. And one of the things that broke Dan was basically like someone had said Sonic's name and knuckles was like, he's dead to us. And, <laughs> and Dan goes, why is this in a Sonic game? Like, <laughs> Man. What the fuck? You want to talk about a game that tries to take itself so fucking seriously? Oh my god! No reason for that. No I would put Sonic 06 on mine just for shits and giggles. I actually want to play it too, to be honest. Have you never played it? There's a fan played, remake going on of that I played game. The demo. <laughs> played the demo. Okay. I played the demo back in the day on the 360. Oh, and it was like, this is bad. There are some people oh, that there are bro. people that defend that game. How can you defend that game? Because they're not something they're not right. <laughs> they I think don't know. A lot of doing. times you just see they're blinded. It's yeah. I'm not comparing Sonic fans to Trump supporters. I want to preface <laughs> preface that with that statement. But I un- I see the blind like fanaticism that yeah, it happens a lot in Sonic. Uh, the Sonic fan base, man. Dude, they're they're nuts. <laughs> they're, you know, no, a lot of people they'll just automatically fan hate this fan base. It's they're just... cancer. They're absolutely <laughs> fucking cancer. There you go. Not yes. only are they cancer, they're fucking malignant, and they're going to kill themselves. It's a tumor. As a it's a sonic it's tumor. A, it's a tumor. <laughs> so you guys, it, so would you, if you guys made, so either if you did a 3D All Stars like I said, or if you did a best of like Game Track said, would that sell? I think it would. I think would it, it would sell too. to people other than Sonic fans? I think it would. You think it would. Think about who you market Sonic to, actually. Especially with a movie? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's another factor. If they threw in, like, skins of Sonic from the movie, oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Like, my son, my son has no idea who Sonic was up until he started playing fucking Sonic 2 recently. I've been getting him to play Sonic and Sonic 2. That's the game that he goes to besides Minecraft now. So (laughs) if I have to hear someone in any Discord that I'm part of, say like sonic is the best video game movie ever because it made so much money like dude there's literally a fucking pandemic that went on in order to get that movie to make more money than i don't know what the highest grossing video game movie was before that pokemon pokemon okay yeah Yeah. when it's in the theaters for six months like (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's gonna make more money no Uh, doubt if you don't know, I don't like that movie. So. <laughs> anyway, I know, right? before we yeah. go down that rabbit hole, mm-hmm. uh, H2O Happy Dude asks, is there a Japanese exclusive you would want to see ported over to North America? They finally gave us Fantasy Star Online, even though they completely botched it at launch. Mine would be Yakuza 0 that I found out when I was today years old. He didn't know that Yakuza 0 was a thing? What the fuck is wrong with you? Jesus, man. 
Oh, man. Wait, yeah, he didn't... I've streamed Yakuza 0. Like, I don't know what's going on. Okay, so basically... So the question is, is there a Japanese exclusive you just want to see ported over to America? That's the question, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, after... Because of the Dreamcast marathon, I would like to... I mean... I would. I know it wouldn't happen now, but I would have liked to see Fighting Vipers two. Oh hell yeah! Because Fighting Vipers two only got a Japanese and a uh, European release. And after playing that game, I'm like, this game. I understand Capcom was spreading its stuff like its fighting game, like that and uh, actually it wasn't Capcom, but that and Virtual Fighter came out at the same time, and. Uh, it's just like, why make two really good fighting games and split your fan base? Right. Oh, he said Yakuza Online, not Yakuza Z. That's he, not what he put he in edited. the fucking question. It says edited in the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what he put. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't even know a lot about imports, but when I was in y'all's Dreamcast charity stream... <laughs> y'all Did he show up bus, during Tokyo Bus Guide? Yep. Y'all playing Bus Driver Simulator, yep. and... We we need an American version of that. <laughs> Tokyo bus guide. Yep. Online store. I want to play that. Y'all were having so much fun with that game. It was hilarious. It's a really good game. It's uh, hilarious. Man. We had to scour for an ISO of that. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it was hard to find that. That was funny. So I enjoyed. There's a lot of imports that I can name. Um. Mainly the one that really comes to mind, uh, Jump Ultimate Stars for the DS. Uh, Jump Ultimate was a Super Smash Brothers inspired uh, platform based fighting game. Um, but it was Jump. all the anime for all Shonen Jump. And it was really, really cool. Um, the way that it worked is that you would create a team, you could create a team. But the way that you would combine your team is that you would get um, different versions of characters from Dragon Ball Z, Bleach, Naruto, Yu Yu Hakusho, whatever. And their strength is based off of their coma, which is pretty much like the, uh, the, the comic book grid system. And so you would have like four different versions of Goku and your Goku would be as strong, would scale based on how big their coma is between like four and eight. So you can create teams of Goku, Yusuke in demon form, and then like maybe uh, Sasuke from Naruto. And it also had supports that you can throw in there. So your supports would only be like one to three coma. And again, it all scales based on how big their coma level is uh it was a lot of fun it it was a lot of fun uh very underrated game didn't get a lot of love in the united states because you had to import it over here and everyone was asking hey bring over jump ultimate stars but it never happened because at that time the licensing issues that shueisha faced uh was just way too great um i would like to see police knots possibly get oh, a yeah, uh, yeah. a formal uh, localization uh also of course mother three uh parts two and three to uh shining force three um i would like to see those uh there's a few others but those are the ones that really come to mind so last one and then we're gonna wrap it up and it's actually kind of a big one i have to paste this into our little 
chat over here. Uh, every now and then we do something called the pack one pick one. This is something that is in Magic the Gathering draft. It's a concept where you open up your pack and then you pick your favorite game. But the way that we do it is actually draft format where we have a pack of, what is this, 15 yep. Game Boy Advance games. And we do a round table, one after the other, picking. Everyone has to write their own now. Down. Everyone has to write their own. But the, here's the thing. Uh, we're going to start with you, Game Tracks. You're going to pick first. <laughs> and once you pick it, no one else can pick it. Yep. And then you'll have your collection from thereafter. So go ahead, Game Tracks. Okay, pick. so I have to repeat that one more time. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to pick one game from this list. And mm-hmm. that'll be in your forever GBA collection that you will play for the rest of your life. And it's only going to be these five games. Got it. So I have to pick five games from this list. No, you pick, you pick one. one at a time. We're going to pick one and then next person, next turn, and it'll come back around to you. So you just ah. might get stuck with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right? <laughs> you don't get to pick the five best right out the bat. No, no. Fuck <laughs> yeah. you. That's not I'll happening. That real easily. Okay, I'll pick my first one first. Okay, got it. Um, let's do... I'm going to counterpick so hard. <laughs> okay, pick my first one. Well, you, you can tell us. Yeah, you can tell us. Oh, okay. Super Mario Advance 4. Okay. <laughs> okay. So who goes first after him? Uh, I'll I'll give it to you. Okay. Uh, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past. <laughs> You're an asshole. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I hope your dog dies. That, that's that's called that's called a counterpick. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, fuck. I'm gonna go with uh, Final Fantasy IV Advance. That's a good one. All right, so now Game Tracks, you get to pick again. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Love that game. (laughs) Good. I'm glad you're upset. I'm not as upset as you are. (laughs) Okay, so that's true. Uh, I'm taking Golden Sun The Lost Age. Wait, so I never get to play the other one? I'm fucked. Yeah, yo, you're (laughs) fucked. Fuck you. I am going to go with, ooh, this is all shit. Gunstar Superheroes. Okay. Um, F-Zero, Maximum Velocity. I love that game. See, I was. First three are gone. Here. That's an edit. I don't know. I get. Fuck. Yes. Damn, I don't have a racing game. Now I'm fucked. <laughs> uh, I don't want Mortal Kombat. I guess I'm going to take Street Fighter Alpha 3. I fucking hate you! <laughs> <laughs> totally going to pick that. I knew oh, you guys man. were. I will go with Oddworld. Um, oh, we're getting into the shit now. Uh, let's do, yeah, let's do that at least. That actually was not that bad. It was like, three. uh, is that NBA Jam supposed to be NBA Jam 2020 or is that supposed to be like NBA Jam 2002? I think it's 2002. I'll take the NBA Jam game. Okay, so that leaves Yu Yu Hakusho Spirit Detective. Gauntlet Dark Legacy and Buffy the Vampire Slayer Wrath of the Dark Hall King Wait, along be- with MB Slug, uh, MLB Slugfest 2004. 
Uh, I will go with. Surprise! You have. I know. I know it's bad. Uh, but the weeb in me says yes. I'm okay. gonna go with you. I'm surprised it took you that long to pick that. No, 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 no. no. You don't understand how bad. That <laughs> oh, okay. It's an isometric adventure game. Ew. It, it is. It is terrible. <laughs> All right, game tracks. So your last pick. All right, let's do Gauntlet Dark Legacy. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> because. I mean, at least it was an arcade game. <laughs> I'm taking MOB. <laughs> so Chris gets Buffy. <laughs> Look at that. He was trying to get it on me, too. I already played my <laughs> Bro, that was bound to happen because... All right, so let's I go through, last. starting with game tracks. We'll, we'll say our lists and, uh, so that everyone knows what all the games were and who got what. Yeah. Oh, so starting with me, yeah, um, yeah. Super, Super Mario Advance 4, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, F-Zero Maximum Velocity, Mortal Kombat Unleashed, and Gauntlet Dark Legacy. I got Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, The Golden Sun, The Lost Age, Street Fighter Alpha 3, NBA Jam 2002, I'm going to say, and MLB Slugfest 2004. That leaves me with Yu Yu Hakusho Spirit Detective, <laughs> Final Fantasy IV Advance, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Wrath of the Dark Hall King, uh, Gunstar Superheroes in Odd World Munch's Rat uh, Munch's Odyssey. I got fucking shafted. I think you got real bad on this one. <laughs> I got no, fucking shafted. So <laughs> if we were this all list. to trade our lists into GameStop, I think Chris would get like four dollars. <laughs> uh, that would be like a steal. That's like Maybe. on a good day. That's four dollars <laughs> trade in. So yeah. Not your power rewards account. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you, you, well, you haven't reached. You, you got to refresh it. So actually, you owe us eleven dollars. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that wraps up questions. Game tracks. Where can we find you? Yep. What will you be doing this week? Oh man, so twitch.tv slash game tracks. Um, I noticed a couple of you guys follow already. Thank you. I definitely appreciate it. Seriously. Um, I'll be streaming tomorrow at six o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. I do not know what I'm going to be playing <laughs> because I just beat Advance Wars and uh, I haven't picked my next um, main game to play on Mondays and Tuesdays just yet. What about Sonic Heroes, man? We're, oh, we're, man. we're chipping away at that. What happened to that? That's my weekend game. Oh, <laughs> I, I but, did beat uh, Warriors, So I'm going to have to do some focusing on Sonic Heroes for sure. By but, the way, Game Tracks, uh, this, pod, this podcast usually comes out like Tuesday or Wednesday. So maybe you want to say what games you might be playing on like Thursday or Friday or the weekend? Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. Well, so if you tune in on the weekends, cause I, my stream schedule is, um, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Uh, Saturdays are kind of random times. Sundays, 1130 AM central standard time. Um, I call my weekends, random retro weekends. I just play random retro games. Um, I will probably be playing Sonic heroes. <laughs> so if well, you want to watch, that, you got the, uh, the, the, the fundraiser too. Yes. Oh, yeah. And of course, this. Yeah, that's right. I just. Yeah, this Saturday. I'm streaming <laughs> at seven o'clock. Now, so. <laughs> yeah, I got. I totally like forgot about that. But yeah, seven o'clock in the morning, I'll be streaming for ALS with the Retro Block Party, um, playing Sonic 3K and uh, maybe some Super Mario Brothers 3. It just depends on how much time I have. But Hell yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be playing those two games for an amazing cause. It should be a lot of fun, especially that early morning. <laughs> yeah, Chris, what do you got right. going on? 
Uh, this weekend, um, depending on how editing goes with Haru and everything, I plan on finishing Sonic Adventure on Monday. Um, on the Mega Vision stream, I plan on probably doing Sonic Adventure 2. I think I could beat that in one night. Sonic Adventure 2 is not difficult. Yeah. It's, it's maybe a three-hour game. And then on Friday, uh, depending on who is over, if I have people over, it's going to be another fighting game. Another Friday night fisticuffs, you know. Uh, Train park. Not. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, if not, I'm probably going to jump into Sonic Heroes, and Sonic Heroes is a long game to get through. Which so oh, I know I'm playing. One stage takes like 15 minutes to play. Yeah, no, they it's they're long stages, so That's I am insane. not looking forward to that. Chris, what what version did you say you were gonna? Uh, Sonic Adventure 2 is going to be Sonic Adventure 2 no, Battles. No, no. Just for Heroes. Just for Heroes? I'm going to be playing the GameCube version. There you go. If you said the PlayStation 2 version, I was going to punch you in the head through the internet. So, oh, I'm actually not. The PC version of that game. PC? There's as legit. long as it's not the PlayStation 2. Yeah, no, yeah. I heard that one's horrible. All, all bad. But that's that's the show. I hope all oh, y'all had I fun. Guess I, I'm not doing anything? Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to going second that yeah, it we have just three people kinda... here this time, Chris. So uh, <laughs> I, I will be streaming. Uh, I I've been doing the Donkey Kong Country games, uh, and okay. uh, funny enough, they just put Donkey Kong Country Two on the Switch uh, Super Nintendo Collection. Uh, so uh, we'll go through that. I want. I will definitely be streaming Hades. I want to stream more Hades. That game is super fun. Uh, might actually, I've been watching a guy streaming Enter the Gungeon. I might get back into that game because that game's. And uh, it's on the back burner, but I have some ISOs for the Lord of the Rings, the Towers, and the Return of the King PlayStation 2 games because I have to show Chris that those games still hold up. And uh, other than that, I got class. I've got some culinary uh, some events that I have to cook and cater for. Be ready for that. Right now on. you can close the show, Chris. <laughs> uh, yeah, we out. <laughs> Take it easy. Game Tracks, thanks for being on. And uh, thanks for having me. If Seriously, it, if we didn't scare you off, we'd love to have you on again. So, oh, dude, this was this was a blast. I had a great time. I'm glad this got to be my first time doing a podcast. It was absolutely great. Oh, Anytime. Right All right, yeah, like Chris said, we out. Y'all stay safe out there. Adios, guys. Mask up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be seeing you again soon.